BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Previously on Lonely Boys. Good. You saw the changes made to the chart. Aren't they marvelous? Uh, That's not quite the word I was going to use. Jenny had the inspired idea of putting Serena and Poppy Lifton and her friends in the front row. But I already told you, Poppy and her crowd never miss the Marc Jacobs show, and Serena would never watch a show from anywhere but the backstage without me. It's our ritual. None of them will agree to this. I spoke to Lily. They already have. Even Serena? Absolutely. Mark is going to eat his grunge corduroys. And all this thanks to little Jenny Humphrey. The girl's quite a talent. I wish she was my daughter. She's holding most of the workload at the atelier this week. Um, how does she manage that after school? Jenny, uh, doesn't, uh, go go to school. She's got a, uh... Independent study? Independent study thing this semester. A 10th grader with an independent study? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I just realized I forgot a book at school. Have fun, honey! You never learn, do you? Excuse me? <laughs> Great job ruining my seating chart, you stupid bitch. <laughs> Your seating chart? Blair, I didn't know. Well, now you do, as I give you a vindictive glance over my shoulder as I leave. Hey, Upper Siders, and welcome back to another episode of The Lonely Boys. My name is Matt one of your titular lonely boys and i'm here to break down season two episode six of gossip girl new haven can wait but of course i am not here by myself i am here with the darth vader to my sunshine barbie brendan ruffle brendan how are you hello i am here i am the creepy uncle of podcasting of course aka uncle cream hi de la hoda cream nation i'm recording live from the crematorium you know i, I don't know why am, why am i the darth vader i think i'm more the the beautiful Barbie. You wanted me to be the Darth Vader? 
Yeah, I mean, when we do readings, I'm usually Serena. I think you're more... Uh, yeah, I know. I am more of a villain on the show, though. I wanted to kind of, like, insult you rather than, like, insult myself, you know? <laughs> yeah, I guess that, that, that makes sense. Fair enough. No, hearing you do your uh, very long intro, I recently, future friend of the pod, Felipe, uh, it was like, I just started Lonely Boys. I've only listened to a couple of episodes. Um, I'm trying to keep up with the show, but I'm just really confused about why he's the creepy uncle of podcasting. I'm hoping if I listen to a few more, like I'll figure it out. No, like, no, no, you're not going to figure it out. There's, <laughs> you're not going to learn. <laughs> there's shit. no reason. It's just what Sorry. he calls himself. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's no reason that Brendan does anything he does no, no. or says anything. Apparently, they're actually not to get too deep into other All things right. right now before we introduce Gally, but there is lore uh, deep, deep, wow, deep what into. I don't even know about this, but I'm having a Hoppy Boys historian go through through our entire catalog and there is a reason why i am uncle cream i don't remember why so tune into the best ofs coming wow, well, in uh, in june <laughs> yeah exactly all right well let's introduce let's introduce scally since you already spoiled who it was I'll believe it even out. though i guess people will already know will, who it is by looking believe. at the title but yeah and you know he uh technically does have a first and last name although i think i've only ever called him scally so uh welcome to the podcast let's try this out brian scally welcome to the lonely boys Ooh, hello, hello, Maddie, Uncle Creamy. I'm <laughs> very happy to be here. On the uh, season of the boys for Lonely Boys. Very excited to continue that. Yes, and we are very it excited really to have you here. I will, I will, of course, tee you off with the with the famous question I ask all of our guests about what your Gossip Girl story is, because um, I a little background about me. I've been trying to to get you to watch Gossip Girl for many years, and um, it seems like you may have finally listened. So what 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 happened there? Why did you why did you finally start uh, taking my wise advice and watching Gossip Girl? Well, I would say, uh, one may say, as many years as I have been trying to get you to start a Gossip Girl podcast as flat. <laughs> and I have tried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not for lack of effort, but <laughs> um, no, I, as uh, I think flagged in the pilot, I basically had said, I am ready to start Gossip Girl as ready as you are ready to walk me through it weekly as a podcast. And so I have finally started it. It's a show that I always knew that I would like, but I held off until uh, <laughs> the premiere of The Lonely Boys and have... Uh, not yet made it all the way through. I'm trying to base my content consumption around the podcast. Uh, it failed a little bit in me going ahead, <laughs> but I figured I'm probably not going to be back on another season two episode, so let me finish that out. Uh, but, and so, kept it going. I want my opinions to evolve with the podcast, and so I'm a little bit into season three as of right now. Wow. All right, you did Must stay nice. true to your word, and you started you started watching after after I started the podcast. Finally, after this has been my dream to start a Gossip Girl podcast, and it finally happened. And um, and I also knew that you would like it because you, of course, are a very big the OC watcher, and you are one of the many people who are trying to get me to watch OC. And when I first watched it, I of course was texting you all of my opinions. So, uh, you know, Gossip Girl and the OC they kind of go hand in hand, same creators. So, uh, you know, if you're gonna like one, you might as well like the other. It's true. All fans of either should be watching both. And uh, if right. you have not, fix that. That's me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I For the longest time, you had watched The O.C. and not Gossip Girl, and I had watched Gossip Girl oh, and not wow. The O.C., and I'm glad that we are finally in. But Brendan, on the other I hand, know. you are finally starting Gossip Girl and still well, have not seen like a single episode how of The O.C. Mr. Scally here w- wouldn't watch this show until you started the podcast. I won't start watching until we start a podcast. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the the logical next step to just go into the OC. Yeah, I mean, whether well, it be afterwards or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, our big announcement now is that uh, 
I guess I, I guess teased. we'll just be doing the OC podcast too. Yeah, yeah. In, in, <laughs> in a we few have years so much going. Well, I have so much going on podcast wise. It might, it might need to be pay alt content, but we'll see with, with people uh, if there's backlash. Oh, wow! <laughs> wow! Oh my god! All right, we'll we'll get uh, probably maybe two members of our Patreon, and uh, we'll be raking in ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, we said that, and Sky didn't say he he didn't jump at the idea, so he's not going to be one of the two. No, oh, no. I didn't want to oversell. <laughs> I wanted to wait and see what the price was set at. <laughs> it'll be twenty bucks an episode. Um, so it'll be, so, it'll be eighty dollars. Oh, okay. twenty bucks an episode. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, Scally. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Uh, so, Scally, you've only seen two full seasons of this show. You are somewhere in season three, but I am assuming you have some favorite and least favorite uh, developing so far. I do. See, as I was starting, I think I messaged you. I said, I'm coming in ready to stand. Dan and Serena. Uh, I feel like I had known them from the most other things. And I would say a take that has not aged particularly well um, in my <laughs> viewing experience so far, uh, where uh, I think I've already been outed as a Chuck boy on this podcast. Yeah. Which, uh, and, all the boys that have come on this <laughs> month have been Chuck boys. <laughs> <laughs> in the most recent episode to drop, I believe, yeah, because you and yes. Ligori both both like uh, came out to me as a Chuck boy at like th- almost the same time, and I was like, oh, thank God, now I can stop pretending to, <laughs> to hate Chuck. They're, we're growing in numbers. It's the toughest thing you can do, but it feels it really very is. freeing as soon as you do. Yeah. Uh, so, so, all the white males uh, that yes, watch I... the show like <laughs> the white male that has is a sexual predator, also. Tough, tough when, tough when you keep when you keep repeating it too, Brendan. You, get, you just gotta forget that that happened. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> um. So yeah, I have been told to that other parts of the show are not canon as well as the premiere. So yeah, uh, you know, always keeping certain things in mind when uh, figuring out my favorites there. But um, I also am. I know I am not as far into the season as probably other people are saying it but i'm a dorota guy as well i do love <laughs> dorota we had a lot of her today early on yeah we, more, we more than some, usual we got some good dorota content yes definitely great so i don't even have to don't even have to ask you because uh you're already coming out hot that dorota is one of your favorites and um how about how about any uh, least favorite characters that you have and i think you know the answer here <laughs> like um i would say the obvious is vanessa i yeah. don't really get finally, a ton. finally some normalcy back to this podcast <laughs> but um i would say at this point i am not like the biggest jenny guy to be honest mm. i know very unfortunate very that's unfortunate. all right it's all right <laughs> I mean, Jenny, yeah. Vanessa are. I mean, you're you're in definitely. I don't know about good company, but you are in company because yeah. Jenny is definitely a hated member of the cast uh, by by a decent amount of people. Not not so much on this podcast or uh, you know a couple of other people that I, I associate with. So that but it's that not unpopular to dislike her from what I hear from yeah. from Gagan anyway. Also, like it makes sense as far as being a Vanessa hater to also at least somewhat dislike Jenny because they are very friendly in the show. Like they're kind of a duo in a way. Dan's, yeah, w- Dan's moved on to bigger and better things, so Vanessa is hanging out with Jimmy yeah. and Rufus now. Just because now they're, they're, they're apparently, by the end of the episode, the they're the two homeschooled weirdos. <laughs> Just what Vanessa needed was a downgrade on the show. But. <laughs> Listen, at, uh, at this moment, Mel, Mel Got Served, at Mel Got Served, is currently trying to rally the Vanessa troops with her Twitter <laughs> poll thing. A poll inspired of one of my favorite podcasts, The Lonely Boys, so appreciate the shout out there. Oh, I didn't and, even see that. Did you like Vanessa Abrams on Gossip Girl? And uh, the no's have it so far, 79%. Is, it, is this current? So. Yeah, yeah, this I is a current Twitter poll. You, you definitely can vote in it, Brendan. 
Yes. Okay, I'll be back. Give me like 10 minutes. Right, minutes, you're gonna log on to 50 different Twitter <laughs> yeah. accounts. <laughs> I feel like no, a nine to one ratio. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was getting worried that, uh, you know, a couple of guests, like, uh, almost back to back, were defending Vanessa. I was like, I, I don't know what's going on. I couldn't on. believe Maybe it because you I'm had been hyping up, like, at, to that point, just one person being Mel. Yeah. And then Scally we got, got another got one. Like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Scally got the script Good I sent all the guests in the mail where you come on and say that Dorota's a great character and that Vanessa sucks. <laughs> great script, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, I might have to change my script to Ed. Uh, maybe once in a while I'll throw in a, a, an Uncle Creamy instead of Uncle Cream. <laughs> great. So, I do like well, it. While Brendan, while Brendan signs into 50 Twitter accounts to, uh, to mess with the <laughs> Twitter poll, uh, let's get into the episode. After Blair and Serena get into a cat fight, Serena decides to get even with Blair, who has always dreamed of attending Yale University, by ditching her plans to visit Brown University and instead accepting the Dean of Yale's personal invitation to visit the school. After discovering that none of his recommendation letters for Yale were ever submitted, Dan frantically tries to figure out a way to salvage his chances of getting into the school, and while on the Yale campus, Chuck is kidnapped by members of a secret society, and also Nate hooks up with a co-ed. Time and time again, the writers forget that Nate is part of the show and just decide to have him hook up with a random person, so this episode episode will be no different. At least it's it's like someone his age, though. I mean, not. I mean, she is definitely older, but yeah, I, yeah. someone closer to his age. Nate really has a way with the older women, apparently. He sure does. I mean, what is she? One year older? She's a freshman. Um, uh, I don't know. Was she a freshman? She definitely has some standing at the school that she can get Dan like a recommendation. Yeah, I mean, I I, fam- I understand. I am also a cougar chaser because girlfriend of the pod Nicole is a full eight months older than me. <laughs> That's true. Wow. <laughs> so I can relate. Yeah, you and Nate are one and the same, really. <laughs> Also, we'll get to this later too, but I, I, I don't want to. I don't know how to word this correctly, but this episode made me the horniest I've ever been in the entire series. Oh, oh boy! <laughs> so, oh my god! So I'll, we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get, get to, to it later. Get to yeah. Oh wow! Okay, can't wait for Spoiler you to point out. We'll, yeah. Was what was the usual. previous winner? <laughs> <laughs> what was what was deep We haven't ranked it yet, but. Uh, I don't so know. Have it might have been a Rufus scene. Yeah. Where we ran, where we ran yeah. the horniest episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Brendan, you know what time it is. It's your time to shine. The title reference. The episode was called New Haven Can Wait. What is this title referencing? You know, you'd, you'd think by now I would do a little bit of research beforehand and not, try and cheat my way and, like, pretend Honestly, like you could cheat every you could every really week. Cheat I, every I week thought about that want. today for the first time, and I, and I still don't do it. And, it's pretty obvious to the listeners that I don't, um, <laughs> especially after last week's. <laughs> what I, what I want to say, I saw, I saw, I saw yeah. Naomi over the weekend, and she was still going off about how terrible your, your guess. <laughs> <laughs> how my because it was a, it was a, a fake bad guess, it was, it was a, and it was it was a dinner topic conversation. Oh, wow, I'm, I'm glad I could make news. Um, yeah, well, listen in for that one. That, that was like embarrassing on many levels. Um, <laughs> But this week, all I can think of, I know it's wrong, but like the first thing that comes to mind is Kevin Can Wait, this TV show that hadn't been <laughs> come to fruition yet. I love that your earnest guest was my joke. <laughs> that is very funny. That's all I got. Yeah. And the show Kevin Can Wait actually does have to credit uh, Gossip Girl as writers on that it show. It better. They, they ripped the name off. <laughs> um but uh, Brendan, sadly, I, I'm gonna have to not really? count that. Wow. So you you are after starting off hot, you are now oh for your last two, four Damn. for six on the season overall. Uh, it is a Scally. Do you know the title reference? 
Okay, so I don't know the actual piece of content, but I believe it's a movie, at least uh, something called Heaven Can Wait. Yes, that uh. is what it is referencing. Uh, Wikipedia said it was referencing the 1978 film Heaven Can Wait. IMDb said it was referencing the 1946 film Heaven Can Wait. So uh, could be either one. We- IMDb and Wikipedia are not in agreement. I hate when that happens because, I, I mean, I don't-, I don't know who reigns supreme there. You know, if I just take a second to think, too. Yeah, that that is your weak point. Yeah, though, I, I, I guess yeah, it's true. And when the pressure's on too, it's tough. Yeah, well, <laughs> unfortunately, hopefully you can rebound uh, next week. We'll but see. Until then, you are gonna be four for six. Um, let's let's get into this episode. Uh, original air date October thirteenth, two thousand eight, and we are gonna start with a classic Blair dream sequence. Uh, I believe this is the third one we've gotten so far. That's where. Right. Uh, yeah, where she's a she's a character in her dream that is played by Aubrey Hepburn in a movie that Blair only dreams in Aubrey, Audrey Hepburn movies. Definitely uh, an interesting quirk about her. Um, so uh, according to IMDb, this time she is Eliza Doolittle in My Fair Lady. I'm not familiar with this movie, <laughs> nope. but I will I will take their word for it on this one. Uh, the the rain in Spain is playing, and uh, Lane Meester is going to get to show off her uh, Cockney accent in this. <laughs> I really love this scene. It was a very comical yeah. scene to start it off. But honestly, um, much I, better I, accent than the Lords that we've had. <laughs> yeah, true. Honestly, yeah, the her Lord and is supposed to be British, and yeah, uh, I yeah, I didn't know the movie was referencing, but I didn't care because this Leighton Meester performance so funny. Uh, Blair with a Cockney accent, maybe like the best Blair moment of the season so far. <laughs> Although she has got a lot of great moments in this yeah. very episode. So. Yeah, she does. Uh, Dream Serena comes over to demonstrate how it's done. Uh, Serena, usually she's showing off how great she is at other languages, but it uh, turns out she's great at speaking English as well. So, um, yeah, nothing much English. here. Just a, <laughs> yeah, just, just a very funny scene to start it off. Uh, showing off again that Blair is super jealous of Serena, as is a theme in most of her dreams. It really is. This this episode in particular, I think, really goes to show your your theory could be true about. I was going to say. Love. I was going to. And I've brought up my theory in, in uh, two consecutive episodes now. This is going to be the third. I was going to lay off. I didn't want to be annoying about it. But I don't know how this you is the can most watch heavy. this episode and come away from any other uh, theory than uh, Blair is just in love with Serena. Oh, yeah. And I, I will say before, <laughs> people are probably trying to put it together what my horniest scene was. And it was not the fight scene. So get that out of your head right now. <laughs> All right. I've yeah. crossed one off my list. And, Sc- and Scally does have a full notepad out in front of him. Oh, yeah. he <laughs> has been scribbling. <laughs> um, Blair wakes up. Uh, she's got a nice sleeping mask on. Rhoda has made Blair uh, a nice breakfast. You know, I'm not even a breakfast guy, but maybe I would be if I had a Dorota in my life to make me breakfast every day. You might be. Is um, the problem that you don't like making it or you just don't like the food that's available for breakfast? Um, uh, it, it, see, it's a combination of things. Breakfast uh-huh. food, uh, definitely there is some good stuff. You love bagels. my least favorite of, of the – yeah, I love bagels, but I usually have a bagel for lunch. But definitely my least favorite of the uh, breakfast, lunch, dinner trilogy. Uh, another problem is when I wake up – you know, I like to sleep as late as possible. I don't want to wake up earlier to make myself breakfast. And then also when I do wake up, you know, I'm not hungry when I wake up. It takes a couple hours for my stomach to, you know, open up for business. So just all that <laughs> stuff com- combined, breakfast never really made sense as a meal for me. That's fair. Um, I, I get that vibe from a lot of people. I I am starving when I wake up, so that's the difference between me and you. I've definitely been getting uh, hungry earlier now that I've been waking up earlier. So I've been yeah, that'll help. You know, ha- I've been having lunch at ten fifteen, which is very weird, and uh, I don't love it, but it, it's a necessary evil these days. That's just like when you have your lunch period. Yeah. Yeah. 
And we don't have to go into your student teaching right now if you don't want to. <laughs> the logistics of right. your periods that you have available. If you want to know my schedule, yeah, I could, <laughs> we could go into we could we could really make this uh, this episode long and just go into the details of my. Yeah, we, we got long enough last life. week. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Listen, those two and a half hours last week really flew by. <laughs> yeah, they really they really Ooh. did. <laughs> and as they did for the listener too. What listening on three X, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, just struggling to get through it. Um, <laughs> So Blair Blair is going to Yale today. She's planning to attend the Dean of Admissions uh, private reception. You know, most candidates think it's an urban legend, but, you know, Blair's dad was invited when he went. So Blair's expecting that she will also be invited. The Dean handpicks his guests right after interviews. Uh, You know, these secret societies and like secret dinner parties, both of which we will see in this episode. uh, These types of things are very prevalent in like a lot of these teen dramas. Or just like in TV in general. Yeah, I was going to say that these don't exist, but who am I to say that? Like, to the, what I should say is to the surprise of no one, I've never been cool enough to be invited to a secret anything. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, we also I, both went I, to Sunnis, but I wonder if there are, there is a place, if, if you are like someone like Chuck, that you just are a person that walks onto a campus and expects to get snatched up by some, yeah, some group of exactly. them. Scally, what secret societies are you a part of? Um, uh, uh, none. I tried to get you. I really, tr- I really thought I could get you there. Secret societies. <laughs> um, I think you just say no, it accidentally. But... <laughs> it out. Yeah, uh, edit that out, actually, please. <laughs> um, so, um, but no, I do, I feel like I hear a lot more about the secret societies. I think they're a little flashier than the, like, that they're having but uh even one survivor player i believe was famous having like a tattoo or a mark from a secret society so it's a thing man i you know maybe one of these days maybe someone i'll I'll get i'll become high profile enough from this podcast that someone will want me to join a a secret society is it only like is it only a thing in colleges or or is my uh i think at least they start in college because like people stay like close with people in their fraternity like throughout life but you have to get into it in college first you know, so yeah, yeah. Well, I definitely missed the boat on that one. Uh, that's what I thought the uh, Hoppy Boys Discord secret invite was. So oh, I was really maybe, getting maybe. my hopes up there. Welcome to the welcome yeah. to the secret society. Yeah, can just play him. He's he's in it already. Yeah. So this, <laughs> this is definitely going to be a a high pressure interview for Blair. But she she you know she says she's great at interviews. I feel like we've talked about this before, but I've never really had an experience with a high pressure interview. Um, I yeah, we did dig into famously, this a little bit. Yeah, famously, I've never wanted any job that I applied for, so there's never been any pressure with me going to any interviews, so I, I never <laughs> care. I, I think the only interview I bombed was I, I tried to, uh, I, I was going to say audition. I don't think that's how it goes, but I, I tried to audition for uh, a frat in freshman year, which I was had no plans of actually joining, but all of my friends were rushing, so I was like, oh, let me just go through the process, you know, get a bid, and then and then drop out, you uh, know, the, the classic deal. But yeah. they didn't even want me. They didn't, they didn't even accept me. <laughs> They I could said, feel the energy. They knew you were too cool. It's like I didn't, I yeah, didn't yeah. want this, but now I didn't get it. I'm I, like my whole thing. Like the, I can't do anything. The one thing I can do is be like friendly and funny, and that's like all uh-huh. you need to do to get like accepted into one of these. And you know, they didn't want me, and I was no, depressed. Like, I didn't talk to anyone for, <laughs> didn't talk to anyone for four days. And it was, oh wow. <laughs> so, but I guess say the one the, I'm, I'm, I, I've bombed many interviews um, being a host of another podcast. Every time I do interview anyone on that show, it's a bomb. <laughs> yeah. yeah you're a terrible interviewer <laughs> the person who's been um, so, on the show the most i guess you could say that were you guys assuming right away that like serena is probably going to get in and not blair like it seems super obvious we're flagging up right away that uh blair is jealous of oh serena. yeah they're already fighting more so as soon as blair they like she serena. calls around and is like you would never get in there then you're like okay well i see mm-hmm. <laughs> what this plot line is like <laughs> blair really misplayed her hand here <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, yeah. she did. Oh, we are about to watch the downfall of Blair this episode. <laughs> yeah, she definitely has. It's a very up and down episode for Blair. It like, really this, is. Um, yeah, but I'm also always okay with seeing like Blair kind of kicking and screaming in a, in a funny way. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. I loved I loved Blair and Serena both. They're definitely the highlights of this episode. Serena, again, like the, the reason we complain about Serena all the time is because, you know, she's not like owning it when she's being, but Serena like just really has a heel turn and is like, fuck you, Blair. Like, I'm just going to fuck yeah. with you. And it, like, I still don't like her, but she's definitely a uh, more compelling and, you know, I'm, I'm able to tolerate her character more in this episode. Right, because I mean, the two of them, all episode long, were flawed but interesting, um, and and they're and, both and the fact that they're they, both just terrible to each other, right? And then the fact that they both stop at the same time also makes it good too. Yeah, we will definitely choose sides, but more on that later. Sure. Uh, oh, my side is chosen. <laughs> <laughs> Serena is also reading this paper. Uh, you know, she still wants to go to Brown though, just like Lily did. She's you know turning down the personal invitation to tour Yale. Uh, it, it seems like if this was a thing in the OC, it seems like. Uh, you know, all these colleges, they give their big tours like on the same day or whatever. This isn't even a, like a tour. I don't even know what this is. Yeah, this is like a weekend hangout for all them. Yeah, the, yeah they're, they're like staying overnight. They have to like shop their resumes to like the admission. I don't know what this is, but uh, yeah, it seems like uh, Brown and Yale have their things at the same time or whatever, but everyone's going to end up choosing to go to Yale. Uh, Serena says that Yale is for overachievers, overachievers and bookworms like like Blair. So not, not only is she saying that like Yale is for nerds, but she's also kind of like shitting on Brown. I guess like Brown famous for admitting like all types of idiots that are not overachievers yeah. and bookworms. <laughs> Brown definitely like, needs better marketing. I get, you would end it after the worst color and like one of the like the colors that's supposed to smell bad too. Like, I, I think they need to figure <laughs> yeah, out yeah. a new color. Ever thought, yeah, if you're going to name a college after a color, I, yeah. <laughs> Glad we could agree. <laughs> Moving on. I'm assuming it's named after a person named Brown or something. Uh, like, I don't know. Sense. I don't know why Brown. <laughs> no, got no. Name. <laughs> it's just the color. <laughs> <laughs> they really just ran out of names for these Ivy League schools. <laughs> Uh, so even though Serena and Blair aren't speaking at this moment, Serena still does not want to cross Blair when it comes to Yale. So, uh, you know, wonder how long that will last. Because uh, back to Dorota and Blair, uh, Blair and Serena, they haven't spoken a word to each other in a week. Uh, again, Dorota here to help Blair through it. Uh, even Brendan had to admit that Dorota had a good episode. Obviously, one everyone's favorite character here, Scally included. Yeah. So I always think mo- good maybe to most see. words spoken, spoken at this point in the series. Uh, it could be. It was a very good scene for her. Like, um, another scene where Blair is just kind of, you know, going to Dorota when she has to, like, vent to someone. Right. And it's funny. It's a scene that in like, if you it were in any other TV show that wasn't dealing with rich kids, it would just be like a mother-daughter scene. But it's right, a Dorota-daughter exactly. because, scene. Because Eleanor is so busy with, uh, <laughs> with, with her business and, and, and her chosen daughter, Jenny. <laughs> she, doesn't have time. she doesn't have time for Blair. <laughs> uh, Lily was also in this uh, Serena photo in page six called serena's unidentified friend lily says that's better than being called mother i, I think i'm with lily on this one i'd, I'd much oh yeah I was yeah serena that, said it like it was like i'm kid. sorry they called you unidentified and she's like are you kidding me like i'm, I'm apparently a hot chick <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> lily doesn't get a lot to this week like we're happy she's been back in these last few episodes but her yes. plot this week is pretty much uh she wears a dress and uh tells rufus what to do and that, that's it like she deserves better she does but I, anytime Ooh. she's on screen i'm just like Happy. I just like the way she speaks. Something about it. her and Serena did the way that because Serena talks like she has a mouthful of cotton, and somehow that's charming. <laughs> and she's mumbling all the time. Yeah, yeah. Scally, are you a are you a Lily guy at all? Yeah, Lily is one of my favorites. Left her nice. off the list, but uh, nice. I mean, I think it possibly is also 
just a, f- a factor of like by far the best parent by default right um, on the right. show so <laughs> yeah. uh, big lily guy I, I yeah, mean, I'd be mean, if we'd gotten more from her, she wouldn't be as great. I think maybe we're getting just the right amount from this parent. Could be. I think we start off, we have the two main parents in, in Rufus and Lily. I think we start off and Rufus is by far the best parent. And Lily uh, is kind of not on our radars. But at, the, at this point, you know, Lily has gotten so much better, as we've talked about all throughout season one. And oh, now, yeah. I was uh, clamoring season for more. Two. And I, I've been so annoyed with Rufus recently that he is just, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I've had it with him. I don't, I don't even want to talk to him. I don't even want to talk to him. I'm done with him. Serena and Lily also seem to be like Bessies these last couple of weeks yeah it's nice to see their relationship being so they were never good at the time yeah they were never really like at odds but ever since lily has been back they've been so close like uh, serena thinking it was so cool that uh lily was taking nude photos yeah yeah yeah. they're They're more like like friendly than mother daughter right now yeah now that blair's uh at a commission as the best friend i guess like yeah uh, lily really just hanging out with uh filling filling the void there and i mean speaking of yale definitely like lorelei rory vibes yeah. Living up to unidentified friend role. You exactly, say. yeah. <laughs> Serena and her unidentified friend. Which Blair would probably um, love that that title. Yeah. I de- oh, God. She, she would spiral out of control if she was unidentified <laughs> friend. <laughs> um, Dan and Ruth's also uh, getting ready for the day. Dan's stressing out about Yale, which as of last week is also his dream school. Um, so, yeah, apparently everyone all of a sudden wants to go to Yale. Rufus I think just for this episode. Talk, but... we've, been, we've been building this <laughs> yeah, lore exactly. earlier. Everyone, early, everyone has episodes, a reason they yeah. want to go to Yeah, everyone has a... Did, did either of you have, like, a dream school that you wanted to get into? Um, or was it uh, was it New Paltz and Delaware, respectively? Uh, pretty much. Uh, see, I feel like for me, I uh, was much more indecisive and did not actually lock it in until decision day, where I walked on, like, Delaware campus and was like, I think this is it. But uh, yeah. struggled over that decision for months, for sure. It's a nice campus, that Delaware campus. I've heard it's good things. It's a nice one, I will say. Yeah, yeah I, I was I, just I told famous... I had to go to college, so I was like, uh, the first one I went to like to visit, I was like, oh, this is awesome. I'll go here. New Paltz also, <laughs> uh, I mean, as far as visiting go, New Paltz, I, we, we talked about it last week with fellow New Paltz alum, yes. uh, Naomi, or maybe not alum, maybe I'm a, that's a misnomer there, but um, yeah, my... my uh, my school was famously going to be Penn State, and I was you know, oh, yeah. all set on going up until I think like a, like two days before uh, decision day, and then it really like uh, my mom finally gave me the hard sell like e- e- like you really want to pay for Penn State, and I was like, like you know, uh, if really you're not going to pay for it, then I guess I don't either. Mm. <laughs> Albany is so much yeah. cheaper, and also three of my best friends are going to Albany, so I <laughs> guess I'm going to Albany. Yeah. We all, we tried <laughs> so. to for a little while. We all thought about doing San Diego State. That would have been fun, that but been also fun. probably uh, hard to get there. Hard to get there and too expensive. It would have been fun if we all did end up going to the same college, but I guess I, I got it pretty close. We're literally me and three of our <laughs> three of our good friends. Three of the main the groups, together. yeah. Yeah. Um, so Nate, also back this episode, he's talking with Chuck. Uh, they're also going to Yale, uh, mostly just going to try to score some chicks. Uh, Nate still wants to go to USC at this point. Apparently, the Vanderbilt side of Nate's family practically owns Yale, so Yale Yale is Nate's safety school. Wow, must be nice. Must be nice, especially for <laughs> dummy Nate. Yeah, exactly. Noted <laughs> idiot of the show, Nate. His safety school is Yale. <laughs> the school for We're... overachievers and bookworms. <laughs> and very worried about getting into USC, which, like, not easy to get into, but when Yale is your safety. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I guess he doesn't have the connections uh, there. I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess not. I, I don't know. I feel like it, you, you can really it, buy your way into anything. 
yeah, I feel like when you're rich, even though his family situation is what it is where right now, I'm, right. I'm sure uh, Grandpa Vandermilk can make something happen if he really wanted <laughs> right. him to. And then especially once know. Chuck's uh, funds are all uh, untied in, in bonds, he could always help him out too. Of course, yeah. So uh, at the school, some guy's giving the students a speech. And, you know, as we suspected, Dan and Chuck's newfound friendship, very short-lived here, as Chuck sees Dan and immediately just starts making fun of his shitty writing. So good to see them. Uh, I mean, it would have been nice to see the friendship continue, but also good to see them back, uh, you know, making fun of each right. other. And I have high hopes for after this episode, moving forward, maybe by the end of the season, we, we do have a trio of best friends between Nate, Dan, and Chuck. Wow, All you think friends. it's going to be the, the three musketeers? I think so. I think Nate's going to bring the two of them together. Yeah, because uh, Dan and Nate, I guess, end up getting along. I mean, you know, they have that uh, big mishap in the middle of the episode, but by the end of the episode, they seem to be getting along pretty well. <laughs> I think and... Dan's actually pretty cool. <laughs> Another phenomenal line reading from comedy legend Chase Crawford. <laughs> But thank God, because before this, Dan was running uh, pretty low on friends. So, oh, we were even. We, we're going to have someone as boring as Nate. Still an upgrade. That's true. We're going to have to have an update because last week we did start uh, keeping track of who has more friends, Chuck or Dan. So, uh, big, big episode Especially for if Dan. Dan here, steals he, one straight from Chuck. Right, and pretty much Chuck's only friend. <laughs> so yeah. I think Dan. Uh, you know, we'll get the official update later, but I think Dan is really running away with it, with it as of right now. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Blair and Serena also cold to each other. Well, Serena actually does try to start some small talk, but Blair is not having it. And, uh, you know, nor, nor should she after Serena was such an asshole in her dream. That's uh, uncalled for her <laughs> to, to speak the language so well. Um, and this we we talked about it a little, but this is where Blair is really going to start to fumble here. Ser Serena has no intention of applying to Yale or trying to get in or going on the tour, dinner party thing, whatever they're about to go to. But Blair decides to shit all over Brown when Serena says she still plans on going there. And Blair's, like, relentless. She makes fun of the school and of Serena, like, both of them. Them. And Ser Serena's like, uh, Blair, you know Brown is an Ivy. And Blair hits her with the, uh, everyone knows the only real Ivies are the Holy Trinity, Harvard, Yale, and Princeton. And I, I actually did not know that. So silly me, I thought every Ivy League school was, you know, counted yeah. as an elite school. But thank God Blair is here to set me straight. Well, I think the elite of the elite have a different perspective on what's really actually elite. Yeah, exactly. But definitely not, not a even... huge unforced error here by, by Blair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She definitely... <laughs> Definitely uh, not not a great move if she really didn't want Serena to come. She like she really overplays her hand here, and she says, uh, you know, Serena is telling her, you know, you know, not everyone wants to go to Yale because not everyone wants to be Blair Waldorf, and you know, not everyone can be, which is a great point by Blair. And I, I do I I do love this scene also. This whole storyline, the Blair and Serena storyline. I keep saying it's the highlight of the episode because every scene with these two, they're just knocking it. Yeah, out just of the going park. back and forth. And, is, it is really something. It is some some of yeah. a, a, t a tennis match in a way. Oh, yeah. And Blair really gives no fucks after last week. And that's why, like, she's really coming down hard uh, on Serena. She says, you're not that smart. You lack focus and discipline. Charm is all well and good. But in the real world, knowledge is power. And you know what? <laughs> Definitely being a dick. But I'm sure Serena has not really heard this from anyone. So so it is funny that she has to hear it from Blair right now. Right. It is a little bit of a slap in the face. But I, I can't tell if she knows why she's uh, getting these perks or not. If she understands just like her looks and her, her name. Or if she really Marie does think so she naive. has talent. Yeah, she, she never understands why, <laughs> right. how privileged she is. I think she's a little bit Dan really and... underrating charm here, though. I feel like charm is going to take you uh, much true. further than we're giving credit for. That is true. And Serena does have yeah. some, uh, some great charm. Uh, I think, you know, this, this 
I mean, this is obviously bad by Blair here, but it's not even that bad until uh, she really fucks up when she tells Serena, you wouldn't even make it past the first round of admissions, uh, no, no matter how hard she tries, and tells her to have fun in Providence. And then literally as soon as she leaves, Serena immediately calls Lily to tell her she's going to yell now. Uh, maybe a little impulsive from Serena, but, you know, sometimes proving your friend wrong is more important than going to the school you actually want to go to. So <laughs> I think so. Love, love the pettiness, love oh, yeah. the pettiness from Serena here. Yeah, well, I think that really set the tone. I was really hyped about that. Once I saw that face she made, that, that extreme <laughs> bitch face was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's like the uh, like season one, episode three, where uh, it, Serena just decides, like, it's the same thing. Like, Serena decides to woo the Yale person at the Ivy party, and Dan's like, oh, yeah, why try to get into the school you actually want to go to when you could just ruin your friend's chances at her school <laughs> set? Literally the same thing, but on a bigger scale this time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I keep saying this, but... Blair had to know if she kept going on like this, she would antagonize Serena into going to Yale. Like either, either Blair actually thought there was no chance Serena would go, and therefore she could say whatever the fuck she wanted to and just get everything off her chest, or Blair knew this would happen and like secretly wanted Serena to follow her to Yale because she can't live with the thought of going to school without Serena. I think either is possible, whether it's yeah. a conscious decision from Blair or subconscious. But like, you can't just keep shitting on Serena. <laughs> uh, to the, like Serena, eventually Serena's like gonna call your bluff and try to try to come to Yale. Right. And I think she also couldn't control herself because she's just so blind with fury at this point at Serena. So she's just letting it all fly. Yeah. Or she secretly wants Serena to come. Mm, I think, uh, uh, not shocking that the woman telling Serena to get her hair dreadlocked at Brown is not making great decisions right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Um, Rufus is with one of his famous waffles. The the crew, the new crew, Jen, Jenny and Vanessa are here. The Rufus, Jenny and Vanessa crew. Um, oh, no. Mom, dad, and daughter. <laughs> All of Scally's favorite characters under one roof. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Scally was just <laughs> bumping all these scenes up to three X to get to get through them. And I, I'm He's pretty sure Scally. Uh, horniest scene. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was gonna say he, he actually messaged me Listen, off pod telling me this we, was his favorite. His horniest. We've been we've been following Brendan's latest theory that uh, Rufus and Vanessa may have some kind of romance yes. going on. Um, <laughs> if you're reading between the lines, there may have been some some more some more to that in this episode, but uh, so. Honestly, Vanessa if you is, if you watch this scene over again, when Vanessa comes into the room, she comes straight out of Rufus's bedroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Few people catch that, but that is that is the direction she comes from. It's crazy that Jenny doesn't even realize. Smoking a cigarette and a robe. <laughs> um, so Vanessa's apparently applying to NYU for the fall, even though she famously doesn't go to high school. Um, she she claims she gets homeschooled, but we've never seen any evidence of that. Um, <laughs> but this this is the lifestyle that that Jenny is also trying to live. Uh, Jenny wants to get homeschooled like Vanessa does. So according to Rufus, Vanessa gets homeschooled because she has no choice because she needs to work to support herself. Like, what the fuck kind of life has Vanessa been leading? Like, what, I don't know. See, like, why is like this is not something we go into. The fact that Vanessa lives by herself, doesn't because go to school, to. and has to work to support herself, living in an expensive area of Brooklyn. Too. Like, what is happening? I, was yeah, she forced to do like, this? You can move back to the city as long as you work, homeschool yourself, and <laughs> like we're not helping you at all. Yeah. What is going <laughs> on with her parents? And, and what is, is the case? Why would she here? want to do that? Because she's moving here to hang out with these two. Like she, yeah. she just needed to be close to Rufus and Jenny. 
she doesn't have friends. Dan, her only friend Dan, doesn't hang out with her anymore. Yeah. So like, it's, it makes no sense. But um, as far as the Jenny thing is concerned, though, I feel like at least Jenny is trying to come up with some kind of compromise here. Like, maybe it's not perfect, but uh, she really doesn't want to keep going to the school where um, she's not getting anything out of it. And also, the minions are terrorizing her. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe. And Rufus will come around by the end with an assist, a big assist from Lily. But I just feel like this whole time, I'm like, maybe Rufus could, like, try to work something out here. But he's. Very my way or the highway, as I've been complaining about uh, for a while now. Brendan seems to love when Rufus lays down the hammer and bosses Jenny around. But yeah, yes, you do. And and, uh, he pouts. He. I also feel like uh, this is going to save Rufus a ton of money. Jenny getting homeschooled instead (laughs) of going to this very expensive private school. But uh, Rufus basically says, you know, this is the homeschool situation. This is not something a parent wants for their child. Jenny says, what about what she wants, which is valid. And Rufus says that until she's 18, what she wants doesn't matter unless it's what he wants. So, again, I think that this is fucked up. No wonder why teens are always rebelling when, when uh, you know, far be like far be it for me, who's uh, never been a parent in his life, to really tell people how to, how to parent. But I, I'm very <laughs> passionate about this. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess especially once Jenny's presenting him with a way for her to do both, like to work and still like get an education I don't really see the problem. Yeah, I mean, Jenny's trying to come up with a compromise. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Scally, you, you, maybe I'm just uh, biased by my love of Jenny. As someone who is not as high on Jenny as me, uh, are, are you uh, annoyed that she wants to drop out of school? Are you Team Rufus here, or uh, do, do you see where Jenny's coming from? Just looking at, like, a real-life 15-year-old and thinking... Do you have the capacity to be making your correct decision here? Probably not. So um, I feel like maybe Rufus could have held, heard her out a little better. But ultimately, I'm not disagreeing with the decision that he is first landing on. Yeah, and I don't disagree. Like, right. I also agree that Jenny should be going to school. It's just that Rufus, <laughs> like, as soon as it gets brought up, Rufus, like, shuts in. He's like, no, more the way he's going you about listen it. to me. You listen to me right now. Like, Rufus, just, like, hear her out for a second. And he eventually does. And that's when, like... You know they're able to work something out but you know more more on that later i guess but um so vanessa i don't know why <laughs> like vanessa had to run here jenny says that like she saw like vanessa running from from uh the window she forced vanessa to like sprint to the house just so vanessa could be like remember me i'm homeschooled like w- vanessa did not need to be here <laughs> she, she's yeah this she's is the product to- of homeschooling look at this <laughs> she's just there to confirm that she's homeschooled and then like smile and nod as Jenny presents plan B of she got, oh, that didn't work. Like... <laughs> yeah, she doesn't even like she's just like, all right, plan B, thank God I'm here. We for for nothing. Uh the plan B is Rufus is gonna drop by to see like Jenny and her element and to make his decision there. Jenny says, you know, just give me one day. And I'm surprised he actually agrees to this, but he does. And um that's that. I I I don't it maybe Jenny knows about the uh about the secret the potential secret love affair between vanessa and rufus and that's why she thought bringing vanessa over might help matters because <laughs> she pulls the same thing with lily later in the episode she's like let me let me get all the girls that uh rufus is hot for and if everyone just keeps telling him that uh this is the right decision that i'm making that, then maybe he'll eventually listen <laughs> it, it kind of worked in the yeah, end listen jenny knows her the- audience she knows what to do I was going to say the argument of I can be as cool and likable as Vanessa would not help in my <laughs> yeah. book, but for Rufus, it seems to be a seller. Oh, Vanessa was homeschooled. Okay, yeah, you're going to school right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, boy. Yeah. I will After carry school you. programs. <laughs> yeah, I will carry you there myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan's being interviewed by his... Uh, the- 
like the, an old asshole of the week, which I, I guess this the is most just, like crotchety man of all time. Yeah, <laughs> Dean has to put up with a lot of these guys week after week because he kept as his flag appear because he keeps getting rid of his his mentors every week. Um, again, don't understand what this is. Some kind of tour, but also <laughs> the people need to show their resume to the dean and like convince them to admit them, uh, like early admission. Um, yeah, I didn't think it was I such a bad like- idea to curse out this guy. Uh, was it last episode or two episodes ago? Last when he curses out Shapiro. Yeah, it was. I didn't, it wasn't such a bad idea at the time, but now that he needs uh, letters of recommendation, I was like, oh, I guess this does kind of bite no, him in the butt. It was a bad idea at the time, and I said as much. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought uh-huh. like, oh, good for you, man. You tell him. <laughs> he he curses him out for no reason after the guy bailed him out of jail. Like, well, he, he already got what he wanted called. at the time. I didn't know he needed more from the guy. Oh yeah, now Dan's actions are catching up to him. <laughs> Can't believe cursing out his mentor last week led to him deciding to not write his letter of recommendation. <laughs> uh, Jeremiah Harris also not confirming that Dan worked for him. Like Dan is so terrible that no one he works for or gets mentored by is even vouching for him to get into Yale. So uh, his mission of the week is just to randomly find someone at Yale to give him a recommendation. Yeah, this is also this idea is given to him by that old crotchety man. Yeah, <laughs> I would just assume that he would just be like, it's not my fucking problem. But he's like, how about you do this very specific weird thing and then I'll let you in. <laughs> yeah, you go on this goose chase. This guy's just bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's pulling a prank on the English department. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have this guy wander around asking yeah. for recommendations. Um, uh, Nate and Chuck just chilling in the courtyard. You know, they, they go all the way to Yale to just do what they do at their high school, which is hang out in the courtyard and not go to class at all. Um uh, Chuck has has a nice mm-hmm. fedora again. Uh, he's not really wearing it, just kind of holding it in this scene. But uh, and then here we get some some girl. This girl Jordan. Uh, Brendan thinks she's a freshman, but I'm pretty sure she's upperclassman here. Uh, and she lays eyes on the high schooler Nate, and they immediately just start eye fucking each other. And now Nate's mission of the week looks like uh, it's just to get laid, as as is the usual with Nate. And we already know that Chuck's mission is to find a secret society, and that might be happening. Uh, right now, as he like gets jumped and kidnapped, and someone oh, yeah. puts a bag over his head, so everyone's got their mission, and uh, they're all they're all just gonna go try to try to solve it. It's very Chuck like too to to call out like you know what uh, I'm pretty sure it'll happen, and then it, just by sitting there, it, it exactly what he says goes down. Yeah, they'll yeah. find him, and they did. I mean, everything else in Chuck's life has come to him. I don't see why he would have any <laughs> right. reason to suspect differently. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so Blair, Blair is uh, waiting in, in the office for her interview. Uh, overhears some laughing, and uh, Shirley, the like secretary, duster, receptionist, I guess she has many many jobs. <laughs> Shirley, <laughs> uh, she, she says that the dean hasn't laughed that way in years. Like Serena is back to like as you were saying, Scally, charmed takes so you a, charm. a long way because Serena is back to her charming ways and is able to make this guy laugh for the first time in years. Has she always been this like funny too? <laughs> She's not even. That Wait, where did these jokes? I've never heard her laugh. Like she never made me laugh. She made a joke a couple weeks ago and it fell very flat. I don't, I don't yeah. remember what it was, but I was like, well, you know, you're in trouble when even Serena can't get people to laugh. <laughs> um, to bring this back to my, uh, to my fraternity audition, not, not to make this about me again, but oh, me, right, me, uh, me, Adrian and Ganesh, which are names that, you know, Brendan, but I know. You, Scally, but uh, me, Adrian and Ganesh were the last three interviews and I went right after Ganesh. So you, you can, I mean, this is, it's literally the same thing where Ganesh was Serena and I was Blair. Like you can oh, no. imagine how it felt like the whole time I heard nothing. Like I was just sitting in a room by myself cause I was the last person at that point and I couldn't hear anything Ganesh was saying, but every single response was the entire room literally roaring in laughter. Like, <laughs> Like I, I was like Shirley. I was like, I haven't heard a crowd of people oh, laugh that way in years. Like I, I was like, how the fuck am I? Like, <laughs> how do I follow that? 
Point being, me and Blair are pretty much the same person. Is, oh, so is you what made I'm it at your here. mission to sabotage him for the rest of the day. <laughs> exactly, as well. yeah. exactly. Yes. Um, a little bit different here because I guess uh, getting into this random underground fraternity was not my dream. Like getting into Yale is Blair's dream, but uh, yeah. So, but still, I, any chance I get to uh, liken myself to Blair, I will take the opportunity to. So. Blair Blair is also shocked to see Serena is the one that comes out of the office. Um, did Serena somehow make her appointment like right before Blair's just for this grand reveal? Because she like times it perfectly where she walks out and she's like, and she's expecting to see Blair too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like she had her like quip all queued up. <laughs> <laughs> I love a grand reveal. So good for her. Who doesn't? Um, uh-huh. I also love again. Don't know anything about fashion, but I, I gotta say, Blair looks great with her little little uh, sweater collared shirt and tie combo. Blair has a, here, really. She's, she has a really funny outfit later on too. That it's a great hat episode with, with for the some big people. hat. At the, yeah. yeah, great episode for hats. Yeah, great episode for hats. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> and Serena's just you know smug as fuck right here, as she should be to be honest. This and I like smug Serena. Getting, yeah, she, she's very a, also more attractive as a smug person. Yeah, than a than a person that's like oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, it's yeah. not my fault. I didn't plan for this. Shut, shut up, sir. Yeah, we don't, don't want to hear the fucking woe is me shit. <laughs> we heard your quip. You planned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you planned. This was clearly planned. Mm-hmm. Um, Nate, Nate and this mystery girl, uh, they're chatting it up here. Uh, Nate mentions that he's from St. Jude's, and someone overhears it and cuts in, and it seems like Nate is pretty infamous in these parts. Uh, they all start pretty much talking shit about uh, Captain Archibald. They're even learning about him in econ class, and so Nate Nate tries to leave now. He wants Jordan to show him around campus, and she's like, you're, you're going to have to tell me his name. So, um, obviously, he doesn't want to say that he's Nate Archibald. Get that. Makes complete sense. Although... What a moment that would be if he was just like, oh, yeah, by the way, I am Nate Archibald. And I, now, like, I he thought does maybe he might. Kind of, but yeah. It would have been funny uh, there. Actually, it's <laughs> like, me. Uh, Nate is really Nate really is so dumb he can't pick another name besides Dan Humphrey. <laughs> like, like, okay, okay. He jumped the gun and said Dan. That was pretty instant. He said Dan. Not the, right. not ideal, but but he's stupid, so it happens. Uh, but after that, he had plenty of time to come up with literally any gibberish. other made-up last name. Yeah. Just make up a name. Or if you're really too stupid to make up a name, just pick literally anyone else who isn't also at Yale today. Like, why would he say Dan Humphrey? And then he goes on to not only say he's Dan Humphrey, but to, like, pretend he is Dan Humphrey, like, and say that he's a writer and everything. Why is he playing the part? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is a master plot. He is Yale, so Yale is a safety school. We just can't understand <laughs> the great dealings of Nate. It's very is, above yeah. us. We talked about Blair fumbling earlier. Nate very much fumbles here. Like, of course, this was not going to work. I can't not believe he could have said his name was, you know, a- anything. A- and I am demonstrating how hard it is to come up with yeah. a name on the spot. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> I mean, this might have actually um, been a good move. Maybe it, it was somewhat calculated because it it did at the time seem like a classic nate stupid guy move but maybe he realized that this girl was a a writer type and he knew a guy that was a writer type and was trying to pull from that sort of world even though i guess he, you didn't need to make up a guy's name that yeah, happens to write, to say like that writing. Your name is it doesn't give you powers of like a, a writer just to say his name <laughs> maybe he thought it did <laughs> maybe he did so check secret society and this, this is probably like uh you know just just the, the nothing part of this episode nothing's really going to happen here till the end but they have chuck's resume on file uh, apparently he slept with more maxim covers than john mayer uh keep in mind chuck is like 17 at this point so yeah uh, <laughs> to be sleeping with more maxim covers than john mayer who is uh you know pretty famous for sleeping with a lot of oh, people yeah. like uh, yeah what a, what a resume for chuck um especially in 2008 like, uh, this is 2008 right is uh, he, yeah, i think it is. might be at the height of his powers john mayer the highest powers, yeah. Uh, and they really want Chuck as their first pick for the society next year. So, uh, 
uh, Chuck looks like, again, uh, looks, everything's coming up Chuck again, it looks like. Uh, and as for Blair, her interview, though, uh, the Dean is impressed, but wants to know something about Blair that isn't in the packet. He's like, uh, Ser- this Serena girl was here. Uh, she had story for days, you know. she You're never going to believe it. For fun, she was in a fashion show last week. Like, I can't believe that's what he, like, that's, that was the thing that made you laugh for the first time in years, that she was in a fashion yeah, show? It was a fashion show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll never believe it. You'll you crazy never believe what young she did kids. <laughs> My God. He's, I get that he was like, Yale's trying to change their stuffy image, but like, how boring is Yale? <laughs> like, I guess this right. was like the raucous time. <laughs> I mean, if, if, if the dinner party will tell you anything, Yale is a very boring place. <laughs> like, I, I would not want to be at that dinner party. Um, so unlike Jenny, like Blair is actually not that good, apparently, when she has to go off script. So the fact that she has to go off packet here, this throws her off a little bit. And, uh, no, as, as you said, the, the dean wants to ch- change Yale's image a little bit. They're, they're tired of being the uh, overachieving bookworms, and they want to be the, a cool school now. They want to get some high-profile people there. And this is when Blair goes on her monologue about all the reasons why the dean probably loves Serena instead of her. And, and uh, come on, this is what I was talking about. Like, as I said, I've been annoying about this theory before, but uh, tell me this doesn't sound like someone who has an undying love for Serena. Let me Allow me to go into monologue okay, let's, mode let's hear here, where, where Blair says... <clears throat> Well, I'm aware I lack some people's easy grace with strangers, and I don't exactly make you feel like you've known me forever even though we just met. When I laugh, you might not smile just at the coquettish sound of it, and I may not be spontaneous or delightful or full of surprises, and my hair might not sparkle when it catches the light. (laughs) This is better and more heartfelt than anything Dan has ever written about Serena, and Dan stalked her for three years. Blair should be ghostwriting Dan's stories. Dan would be in Yale by now. He'd wow. be on the on early admission list. <laughs> it, it sounds to me like she just goes home and like writes descriptions of her best friend. She is yeah, she's writing in her diary every day. Like this is hatred and jealousy and love all right. Like I've made this exact speech before. Blair is Blair is so relatable here. Like this is this is the epitome of someone who like hates and also is in love with and is also jealous of their friend. Like it, it makes so much sense to me. Uh, everyone hop on board. Blair Blair is clearly in love here. I'm on, baby. Um, you don't have to talk me into it. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, Many examples this episode. Glad to get everyone on board here. Um, and it clearly it doesn't go well because Blair asks if there's anything to do later, you know, really hinting that she would like an invitation to a certain dinner party, but he does not take the bait. And, you know, now the most horrifying part happens where uh, and maybe the most embarrassing thing to ever happen in history, but Blair is so flustered. She tells the Dean it was nice to meet him and kisses him on the cheek. <laughs> this is great. A disaster. Even Shirley can't believe it. <laughs> was, was, uh, was this your horny moment of the episode? <laughs> this <laughs> was it. <laughs> the awkward the awkward no 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 it wasn't it wasn't horny enough because we didn't get tongue of course <laughs> see what would have been funny too though I, th- I thought honestly w- when watching serena leave this room i thought she was going to give him a kiss in the cheek and he would have been swooned by it but then he was grossed out by right, blair's yeah. kiss would have been funny uh, i thought this was right be your for the show <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean next time right. I thought this might be your joke of the episode, just because it was so like ridiculously funny. <laughs> it was. It wasn't. It, it didn't make the joke of the episode only because it wasn't like an actual quip. But we do have one later on. Right. It, it wasn't. It wasn't that okay, joke heavy of an ep. But yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of like uh, kind of like mean spirited remarks, less so than like yeah, haha, funny jokes. And we've had know? some mean spirited um, remarks in the past that are very funny, but uh, this oh, yeah, one it was more sure. just mean. Yeah. So Blair confronts Serena now. Serena, of course, is already making friends with people in the courtyard. Uh, you know, she asks why she's here. Yale is hers. And Serena admits that she's just there to punish Blair. And, you know, I know I was theorizing that maybe a part of Blair wanted uh, Serena to come to Yale. But there's also definitely that 
you know, that definite huge part where Blair knows she needs to get away from Serena and, like, finally come out from her shadow and flourish on her own. And now her worst nightmare is happening where Serena comes to her dream school and immediately wins everyone over. And, like, worst case scenario, Blair doesn't even get in and Serena does. And, like, best case is that she gets in and has to be Serena's sidekick again and watch everyone be obsessed with Serena. And I completely understand, like, both conflicting sides from Blair here. Oh, absolutely. I, I feel so bad for her in this uh, this part of the episode, too, because this is just everything she's ever wanted, and it's all just slipping away from her. And I, w- I would be just, like, absolutely freaking out, too. And I feel bad also again, that she did this interview just earlier um, in, like, maybe one of her worst outfits of all time. Like, I think they... They really, it really didn't do her justice. Like they're looking for like hot, fresh, and new, and then Serena comes right. out in this ridiculously like way too attractive for like an underage girl to be wearing like to an interview, <laughs> and then she like, and then Blair is just so buttoned up, and it's just so perfect. Well, Blair didn't know. Blair thought they w- that Yale was still a traditional right. school. She didn't right. know they she were going she for the new image. Wearing the right thing. Yeah. Um. So. Of course, you know, impulsive Serena has been, like, won over by Yale already. Or or either that or she's just not done fucking with Blair. I mean, I'm trying uh, Blair, too. Uh, yeah. Again, Blair tries to hit her with the, uh, it's not like you'd even get in here. But I feel like even Blair doesn't believe that at this point. As Serena yeah, gets scared. a call to where she gets invited to the intimate gathering at the Dean's house. And Serena has, you know, no problem flaunting this to Blair. Uh, once again, Serena, much more compelling when she just owns it. Like, again, I... I'm Team Blair, obviously, and I don't like Serena. Team Blair always is what I'm saying, but the character is just so much more exciting and tolerable this episode, Serena. Yeah, I mean, so you don't like Serena at all, you're saying? Like, you just don't plan don't like her? No, I mean, I, like like at I said, point. like uh, I was a big Serena guy in season one when she was just yeah. her charming, fun self and then started to turn on her, and then, I don't know, I, it... The, it's just, they, they, I mean, there will still obviously be those those charming parts of Serena right. where I will enjoy her, and I enjoy her in this episode too. But yeah, because I, I like, uh, I like her to... here. I'm, I'm like enjoying watching her, and I'm watching I'm enjoying watching uh, yeah. her just win people over because it's very, it's almost comical to me how easy she does it, and she knows, now she's learning that this is a power she has, which I don't I don't think she yes. realized she had this power in the past. It just like happened, and now she knows how to turn it on and off. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, Skelly, who who have you been rooting for in in all things Blair and Serena, and then also this episode, uh, I guess. Uh, I was going to save it for a little bit later, but I will oh. say I'm like fully team Serena here. Oh, oh, in this episode wow. or like in just in, in this, this episode? episode? Okay. In this episode. Overall, have you been more team Serena or team Blair? See, I obviously said I came in as team Serena and uh, was told you have to like Blair. That's mandatory. Um, <laughs> and Group chat it's firing on off. <laughs> firing off. Your, your take is wrong. You like Blair now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't think that I have quite re- level of Blair standum that I think many of my friends are at. But Blair has definitely grown on me. I would say this episode, um, Blair is like a little pathetic. Um, and Serena, <laughs> like, I identify with like being petty. Like, if you are going to come at me, I will do worse to you. So, right. like, yeah, I, I like was so firmly team too. Serena here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I. There, I, I I get where you're coming from. Definitely is uh, somewhat pathetic in this episode, but still always always got a root on Blair, root for Blair here. And even you know they go, she holds her own though. Like even Gossip Girl at the end like says something like, uh, you know, th- this fight was too close to tell. She couldn't even she couldn't even pick a clear winner here for this one. So, uh, Brendan, who who were you in this episode? Were you rooting for Blair or Serena? In this particular episode, I was rooting for Serena too because it, I almost like mirroring. Brian Scally here. Should I say both names? 
you, does anyone call you by your first name? That's a year call. Okay. Uh, usually it's last name, but it's I'm, all I'm year gonna call. Go, yeah, so Scally here, I think you said it perfectly, because usually I would be on Blair's side, but just like I'm really enjoying this, this heel turn, um, especially because I was such a Serena guy just like you were in season one, so I'm glad to see her be engaging for the first time in a while. Uh, but I, I do still feel bad for 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 Blair in general, uh, and, and I hope she right. figures it out. Okay. But I, it's also just like it's comical to watch her uh, oh, yeah. go down kicking and screaming. Just, I, I, and I uh, love them both in this episode, as I keep saying. Right. I completely understand the frustration of Blair to being like, Serena is shining brighter than me, and I just wish that that would dull a little bit so that I could stand out sometimes. And it's like, yeah, but mm-hmm. you also shouldn't ask your friend to dull their shine and like not take opportunities that are available to them. So like, don't rub it in their face to the point that they would want to then take opportunities away from you. But like, it's just not right, and a not, great yeah. Exactly. Not to mention, like, this is 100% Blair's fault that this is even happening because uh, Serena starts off saying, I would not want to cross this line. This is Blair's. I will stay out of it. And only because Blair is like, you fucking idiot. You can't get into Yale. Go to Brown with all the other losers. Like, really laying it on there that Serena even does this. But we're here now. And now now I'm still going to feel bad for Blair, even though it's completely her fault. Um and she, you know, she even says, she's like, Serena, you've already taken Nate, my mom, and all of my friends from me. Please don't take my school as well. Yeah, it's, it's these uh, things that make you feel a little bad for her, but it is his, her own doing. It wasn't even where... a, like, don't take this final thing I have. It's like, of course, all of the other things, those were fine. You know, this is the one thing that it's like, the college, there are thousands out there. Like, yeah. my mom, take her. I don't care. <laughs> take her mom. I don't give a shit. Yeah. So I will yeah, say that I'm, I'm on Serena's side in this situation, but I'm rooting more for Blair. That's fair. Does that make sense? Um, okay. I mean, Blair, Blair says she's going to take Serena down if she does this, and Serena hits her with an iconic, I'd love to see you try. And, like, this is how you know this is war at this point. I'm getting chills. Like, this is, here, here we go. They're going to battle. Uh, but first, we have to go back to the uh, Jenny story. Obviously, another one of the uh, lesser compelling stories this week. But, you know, Love a Jenny plot, but this this one's just, you know, when, when it comes to Blair and Serena and the epicness of that, and then we go to this, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with where it ends up, but just the whole thing of, you know, Jenny, you know, take her father to work day, as Eleanor is going to call it. Uh, <laughs> and also, in this scene, Rufus has the gall to tell Eleanor to fire Jenny. Like, Brendan, I'd love for you to keep defending uh, your boy Rufus here. Like, this is, like, I understand he, he wants her to go to school or anything, but, like, strip jenny of her dream job just because she's doing some you know light rebellion and you know trying to compromise with you i, I feel like that's kind of fucked up to tell her like boss and mentor to fire her yeah i mean it's it's a last ditch effort for sure um but it's still crazy to me that he can come to this woman who has a daughter and say like hey my daughter's not going to school like kind of i'm sure he ex- so at some point explain the situation and she's still willing to just keep this underage girl at her job and not go to the school her daughter also goes to. It's just, it's a crazy well, move from Eleanor. Eleanor does not give a shit. I know, but it's just insane. It's, it's crazy that Eleanor a parent doesn't give a fuck. Eleanor wouldn't oh. care if Blair was going to school. Right. That's why it's it's so funny. It's just funny. Unlike, it's parent to parent. She doesn't say, ah, sorry, I don't care. Oh, unlike a parent on Gossip Girl to try to shirk all parenting responsibilities onto someone else. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even know where Blair is right now, probably. She's, <laughs> I got the Blair Jenny's working good. here, too. I, li- I like it when Eleanor is like, uh, fuck no, Rufus. I'm not firing my best, mo- yeah. like pretty much my right-hand man at this point and my best employee. No, yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped she- for Jenny that she likes her so much. It's just like a funny thing. I guess I wouldn't expect anything yeah. less from Eleanor, but I do I do love for Jenny that uh, she is so highly thought of in this in this workplace. 
Yeah. And uh, Eleanor's going to say to Rufus, do you remember the dreams you had when you were 15? What if they all started coming true? Would you tell them to wait? I love that everyone is always just like kind of rubbing it in Rufus's face about how all of his it dreams really never funny. came all true. About how he's a failed musician. It's like, you like, could have been good everyone, and you just weren't. Like Everyone has the take where like, you're just mad that uh, all of your dreams didn't come true. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Eleanor is pretty much like, okay, you're a giant hypocrite, baby. Like, back yeah. off. Like, and eventually, he just, he's obviously... like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> I mean, no, it takes Lily to do that. but uh, Oh, yeah. After all of it. After, yeah. after all the beating. So, Chuck sees Serena at Yale. Uh, Serena tells Chuck she's got the invite to the dean's house. And, of course, Chuck has the inside information from Blair uh, about the big question that he asks everyone. And now, now, I obviously must ask both of you the question. What person, real or imagined, living or dead, would you most like to have dinner with? A, a, Great question, if I if I do say so myself. That is a great question. Mm, I'll go second. <laughs> wow, so generous. <laughs> uh, uh, not it. Um, I'm gonna steal Brandon's answer. No, you know, I also knew this was coming. Could have done research and uh, failed to do so. Yeah, but well, uh, um. Like an easy answer is like uh they feel like there are no really like actually good answers here like you're always gonna fail uh let me go with <laughs> natalie cole and the less famous one well, should be more famous of survivor natalie cole uh would be a great time but i don't know I know great this dinner. one's so hard <laughs> wow uh brendan do you have an answer <sighs> it's tough because i I'm, I'm of the camp of like don't meet your heroes in a way. I feel like I would be too nervous. I would have uh, like a Troy breakdown on community if I ever met my hero. <laughs> um, you can't disappoint a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I feel like I would really love. I would love to spend a day with Conan O'Brien. We would have. We'd have a great time if if I got nemesis over my of, nemesis of Scott Aukerman. Uh, the big nemesis. But I, we would, we'd be have a, a ball. Say goodbye to any chance you had of getting Scott Aukerman <laughs> on the Hoppy <laughs> Boys. It's so funny. I just listened. This is. We got this out if we had to, but but he talked straight to Gorley, who was like the right. He's like a co-host of Conan's show, and it gives him all like the the shit that he has. I love that as of late, his new nemesis is Bruce Springsteen, and the new podcast (laughs) that Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) It's 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 either Conan or Bruce. He hates when famous people make podcasts. Yeah, he's he's like podcasts are my things. The ultra celebrities should not be stepping out of my territory <laughs> and I will call them out every week. But enough about Scott Ackerman, yeah, yeah. Um, which would be a good answer to this question. But I feel like I, much like you, I would uh, worry about disappointing him. And there's oh, yeah. so much pressure to be funny. If you're with, with a funny someone. person, have you ever seen Scott, like anytime poor Scott Ackerman tweets, he's got like 5,000 people in his replies, like trying to make the best, just trying to be funny. Yeah. Like none of them. Yeah. None no. of them are funny. Like, so you almost want to like, <laughs> if you're with a funny person, do you try to be funny or you just, do you just try and be like unfunny? I don't. I don't know. Try to try to be the opposite, just yeah. like very straight laced. Um, I but I actually do have a go to answer for this question. Oh. Uh, people have asked me it enough that I have developed an answer. Always be prepared. Uh, I have always said that my answer is L Woods, which I, I don't care if that's not a flashy enough answer for a dean of admissions, but is the truth. And uh, specifically, I guess the Legally Blonde, the musical version of L Woods, even though both are iconic. Uh, but yeah, L Woods just. I mean, she she's a hero to so many, including me, and I would just love to uh, hang out with her at dinner. So that that is my answer here. So I wow. do if like we, the answer. If we could ever combine and get Elle Woods, Natalie Cole, and Conan <laughs> O'Brien all at uh, that'd be a great dinner. dinner. I think that'd be a pretty I am, good time. I am mostly thinking about the face on the dean's uh, the, uh, the face on the dean when he reads Natalie Cole, and I explain, no, I mean the Survivor <laughs> player, <laughs> Natalie Cole. <laughs> Don't you understand? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So also Chuck is going to say that if your answer is good enough, you get shortlisted for early admission. Kind of an insane way really to students into college, but whatever. <laughs> the dean apparently has all the power in the world. Like, if you answer my fancy little riddle, I will let you into my school. Like, okay. Yeah, whatever sure. games he likes to play. Especially um, when the number... The number one answer seems like it's not a complete secret. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's probably been right. passed down. People know what the right answer is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and so Serena is, you know, she's for a moment here. She goes back to like the wishy-washy Serena, being like, oh, "I should have just given my spot to Blair. Like, I, I really shouldn't be doing this." But, um, but then she, she 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 doesn't do anything to rectify that. She's just like, "Okay, I, I had my moment of doubt. Now I'm just gonna keep bulldozing through." And uh, Chuck seems very amused that she got the invite. <laughs> And uh, Blair didn't. Um, and he's so amused that he even tells, like, uh, Serena to steal Blair's answer, uh, who is George Sand. Loves the chaos, Chuck does. I-, I had never heard of George Sand, but apparently, according to Chuck, she was a French novelist, memoirist, and journalist. Nope, that is not according to Chuck. That is according to my own oh, okay. Wikipedia research. Wow, how prepared <laughs> am I? According, according to Wikipedia, she was a French novelist, memoirist, and journalist. And according to Chuck... Uh, she was a hot girl named George to dress like a man. <laughs> oh. And this is, in a, in a way, this, this is cute by Chuck, like knowing this much about Blair in detail. And it, he's using it in a way to break her down so he she comes crawling to him still. But it is nice that he knows so much about her personal life. Yeah, the, the two sides of Chuck where he knows so much about Blair and is also not afraid to <laughs> use that to destroy right. her. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Nate is doing the only thing he knows how to do, and that is hooking up with a girl, uh, usually an older girl. And so, like I said, not only did he steal Dan's name, but he's also stolen his entire identity at this point, pretending to be a writer and not, like, succeeding, but still doing well enough that he's just, like, looking into the correct answer somehow. Uh, and, you know, naturally the real Dan Humphrey is going to knock on the door, you know, small campus like Yale, this was bound to happen eventually, and... because out of all the people Dan can get a reference from, he of course chooses her, and Nate is in the room begging him not to blow up his spot. Uh, but Dan obviously has no idea what's going on, and uh, he's going to blow up his spot here. I like that he doesn't say, oh, that's my friend Nate, but instead says, yeah, that's Nate Archibald. <laughs> like, full first and last <laughs> name. Nate Archibald. <laughs> that's that's Nate Archibald, son of Howard Archibald, the disgraced <laughs> con man. Also funny that he's looking Damn. for recommendations and goes to a girl's dorm room. Like, I know, I know he's yeah. looking for her <laughs> to get him in with other people, but like weird to just like knock on someone's door. I think he yeah. was going to try to maybe oh, hook maybe. up his way into the recommendation into a recommendation as well. You would think she'd have a phone number. You would think so, but no. <laughs> <laughs> and all the, these characters wasted all their minutes in previous episodes True. where they, they were do calling everyone <laughs> in, their, in, in their phone book. Um, Dan yeah, could have Nate- just been a cool guy. And just been Dan Humphrey. Oh, I'm also Dan Humphrey. Nice to meet you. But no. <laughs> yeah, you're figuring something's going on. Like, oh, let me just be a uh, be a bro here. Yeah, had to rat him out. Not cool, well, Dan. They're, they're, yeah, they're not bros. Like Nate. Nate's made it dead for blowing up yeah. his spot. Um, but I mean, Dan didn't know. But also, I guess he does have something against Nate just going around pretending to be yeah. Dan. Does not feel uh, this bro loyal to loyalty to him at least not yet. Um, so I get where Dan is coming from here. But then also he gets like needlessly condescending with Nate and like dismisses his problems and talks down to him. Yeah, for, like, that's no reason. I get that he's mad with him, but he doesn't have to be like, oh, I get you, you uh, with your family and I don't know girls. Like I'm sure being Nate is so hard, but you can't just be me. Like I, I know this flies in your area of the world but not with me yeah and nate you know he's like 
ask him if he's ever tired. Of I did. I like that, that line. Chip on his shoulder. And because Dan's in the right oh. here, like, and he's he's worried about his dream slipping away too. So he's maybe overreacting yeah. a little bit. So I understand where he's coming from. But that that line by Nate was very good. Yeah, yeah millionaire Dan Humphrey applying to Yale, hooking up with Serena is the hardest life in the world. Right, we do keep reminding ourselves that he's like, a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, speaking speaking of Legally Blonde, the musical, uh, Nate mentioning a chip on his shoulder, which I'm sure all the Legally Blonde heads, uh, <laughs> Legally Blonde musical heads like me, uh, really uh, loving me for uh, referencing that song right now. <laughs> but um, it, so Nate also hits him with. Uh, no wonder Serena dumped you, which I thought Dan dumped her, but it is hard to keep track at this point. They have they've yeah. broken up like 50 times this season alone. So I, I don't, I don't think it, it, like, I think you don't get much reaction time, if, like, as Nate's walking away, you go, it was mutual. Like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that would have really done much. <laughs> what, yeah, what if Nate was like, no wonder you and Serena mutually split in the elevator a few weeks ago. <laughs> that also doesn't have this, the, the same bite to it. <laughs> um. Blair Blair uh, shows up to talk to Shirley again, and Blair's gonna go into you know her, her like boss bitch mode, and like pretty much demands an invitation to the dinner. And Shirley tries to blow her off, but Blair cuts her off, tells her to check her email, and uh, not to dox both of them, but Blair's email address at this point Blair Waldorf at constanspiller.org, and Shirley's is Shirley loves cats at admissions at admissions a s s t. Send them both emails. Really leaning oh. into the chat thing. Yeah. <laughs> so send them uh, all the emails you want if you want to get into any like secret dinner parties, but. So, I mean, Blair, of course, is able to bribe Shirley into giving her the address to the party. Never count out Blair Waldorf. Easy. This is what I'm saying. Up and down episode for Blair. Like, she's able to power her way into the dinner right, She has her two main personality I traits in this that. episode of being, like, pouty and also just awesome. Yeah. I love that all administration uh, assistants have the same, like, at, <laughs> uh, like, <the> organization <laughs> on their emails. <laughs> just, yep. like, yep. all-encompassing. And I also, like, previously that she told Serena, like, oh, yeah, by the way, you're the last call on my list. No one else will be getting a call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, I wouldn't hold your breath, Blair. There, she's telling me I'm the last call. <laughs> like, why, would she, why would she tell you that? <laughs> by the way, Serena, we saved the best for last. Because <laughs> yeah. um. it would save sound insulting otherwise like you were the lowest priority <laughs> yeah. at all that's true yeah <laughs> we almost forgot but we uh, decided to reach out at the last minute so <laughs> jenny and rufus again uh rufus is impressed with jenny but obviously you know still wants her to go to school uh, which again i ultimately do agree with but again i still think the whole thing could have been handled better to begin with um and you know poor jenny is in tears but at least rufus is finally speaking to her with like some compassion and you know jenny accepts her fate but she does look very resigned and she has to be taken on one last errand and i I, did you you guys know jenny well enough here did you think she had something up her sleeve here or that she was actually uh she was actually just wanted one more errand because also never count out jenny humphrey oh no you you have to understand because jenny has almost the same powers as blair does so you know she is not we don't know what she's about to do but you do know that it is something to benefit herself Mm -hmm. yeah definitely didn't know what was coming but something was up the sleeve that was no doubt yeah, no one just has to get taken on one more errand without having a plan. Uh, famously quick on her feet, as I'm always saying about Jenny. Uh, so, Dean's party. Uh, Serena still can't figure out an answer as Blair comes up to her. And, uh, 
now that Blair has manipulated her way in here, like, again, it's just time to trash talk Serena some more. Like, she really never learned. Like, <laughs> again, Serena was not going to steal her answer. Then Blair shows up and just starts shitting on her yeah. again until Serena's just like, okay, I'm stealing her. An- I'm stealing your answer, um, at- which she can do because they answer in alphabetical order. And they, the I like the show really holds our hand through this because I-, I think they think they must have, like, a bunch of Nates watching the show because they assume that everyone's like, alphabetical, what's that? Because Serena goes, so since V is before W, I'll be answering first. Like, oh, that's what yeah. alphabetical means. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, Serena. You. <laughs> In case Nate was watching and wondering, like, what do you mean? Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, I don't know. Why do they do it alphabetically? I feel like it would probably just be easier to go around in a circle. But I don't know. I don't know. What, I, I'm not the dean of admissions. I guess he, he has his reasons. I thought this was also uh, like a recipe for disaster for Serena, too. I, I thought this episode was going to go in a different way where she was going to like not do her research on who this person was. And then be asked about right. it and be like, oh, duh, duh. but that, that still happened just with a different name. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um uh, Chuck and his secret society. The, these Yale students, they seem like real losers as they like need a high schooler to come in and like show them how to party or whatever. <laughs> right. uh, a very sketchy operation <laughs> with whatever is going on here where Chuck's just like, these girls don't speak English. They don't care. They're all blindfolded for some reason. I don't know what's happening. They, they do their best work in threes, apparently. Um, they, they're, they are impressed, but they tell, Ju- they tell Chuck that he isn't done yet. Uh, the, the whole society apparently has a bone to pick with Nate because his dad scammed all of their families out of money. Uh, not Nate's fault, but I, I guess they don't care. They, yeah. they they hear the son is in town and they are just going to, you know, beat the shit on whatever arch out of whatever Archibald they can. So uh, they want Chuck to sell out his best friend for them. I mean, did you guys think there was ever a chance Chuck would do this? I just feel like th- this whole plot is like we know that the big reveal is going to be that he like we don't know it's going to be Dan ultimately, but we know that there's no chance that Chuck is going to you know turn on his only friend Nate, no right? I, I i didn't i didn't expect him to fully turn <laughs> really? on the entire frat and like just like not give a shit about any of them but i thought he had a way i and like you said i didn't know it was gonna be dan but i didn't think for a second he was going to sell out nate entirely oh i fully believed it <laughs> i was <laughs> like oh we can recover from yeah, this I guess. nate will be fine <laughs> like i can't think Chuck... of an, exa- an example and like that's or... the thing is I feel Go like on. I also was like Chuck can always like work his way around something, but I just thought he would be working his way around having screwed over Nate. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I guess. But just like uh, after watching him yeah, like mean, be thing- so lost without Nate so recently, I just couldn't see him do it again. Yeah, um, I think he really does like his only friend Nate, and also like it's not like the Yale Secret Society is his dream. Like getting into Yale is Blair's dream. Like I, there's other secret societies he can get into. Um, I just think that, like, I'm trying to think of an example of where he like really screwed over Nate before, and I just don't, I just can't see Chuck doing that. So for me, I mean, having the benefit of already seeing this episode, I did know that he wasn't going to, but I feel like even the first time I was like, I, I know this character well enough to feel like he's probably not going to actually, uh, sell out Nate here. Um, so back, back to the party and... Uh, you know, as is in Blake Lively's contract, Serena is showing off by speaking in French, as as she loves to do, love speaking it. in any any language she it. can. And you know, Blair's going to come out of nowhere to correct Serena, uh, not only correcting her, but like also also burning her by saying like, "Oh, it's a sign of respect," which is probably why you don't know it very well. So, <laughs> and then Blair turns on the charm of her own, but she's going to start charming on some people. So, real back and forth battle here. Uh, at the same time, Chuck is calling Nate, and Nate wants to leave tonight. I guess this is, as you were talking about earlier, Brendan, this is an overnight trip. Like, 
Where's everyone staying? Did they put them all up in a hotel, or are they like supposed to try to find someone to have a slumber party with? Actually, I have no idea. I I, I wonder if they're like they're scheduled to sleep in someone's dorm because I when I did like my um, orientation sleepover, I slept like in a dorm with another orientation student. I don't. As did I. As did I. But the, the, but the thing about orientation is like the actual students aren't there right. yet, so there's mid- plenty of dorms I, to sleep in. So I, I don't know. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe they. All, I thought maybe they went back home, but I guess they are staying overnight. So I don't. I'm not sure. Well, we. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll never no. know. So. I will. <laughs> Chuck talks Nate into meeting up and getting blazed. Uh, you know, Nate says, "All right, let's let's meet at Mike's bar." They. Really make us think that Chuck is setting up his only friend here. Uh, I was, you know, I, I mean, I'm just very smart. I just, I just didn't fall for it. What can uh, I, say? Also, <laughs> I, a Nate, fell for it. <laughs> and I, another Nate, The did Nate not. of the pod. Uh, Thank <laughs> God they explained what alphabetical was. <laughs> I was struggling. <laughs> just staring at, like, before she had a chance to explain, just, like, rewinding, like, what is that? I, let me, let well, me to be honest, like, really if she didn't say it, I would have had to have, like, gone through the entire alphabet to see which one was before which. <laughs> oh shit which one comes first I guess, I guess I'll find it's out it's like the same letter just once twice <laughs> I know that V and W are yeah. really close I'm not sure I'm not sure which is first <laughs> but uh, speaking of intelligence Blair, Blair is so smart showing off her smarts uh, now Serena's gonna come in to correct her uh, about the popes um, Serena apparently knows her popes because uh henry cavill is a total babe uh, i didn't catch the connection but she, she's not wrong i guess uh, at least she's coming in with accurate information here so uh, <laughs> definitely not wrong again seem yeah it seems like the most boring dinner party of all time they're talking about popes and speaking in french and like this is why would you want to be part of this? i mean i i get i guess why blair would want to be part of this uh like secret society type thing but this is not not for me Mm-mm. Not not for no. the Nates of the world. No, not for the Nates of the world. And like while this is all happening too, I, I just feel bad for Nate because he's been waiting on that blaze for so long, and he, he never gets any of it. He doesn't get <laughs> hang out with Chuck the entire <laughs> yeah, night. <laughs> yeah, Chuck doesn't like let him in. <laughs> like like uh, oh, by the way, change of plans or anything. He just, just leaves him hanging the whole time. All night while while it's Dan's <laughs> while it's Dan's turn to get jumped and kidnapped, and as Chuck just watches on in the background as he's one to do. Uh, <laughs> I think a, a very good move from Chuck here to not turn on his own friend and also to get back at Dan for what happened last week. Like, really, two this, birds. This is how he puts here. it to to, uh, to Nate later on. He's like, I figured I, I could do both things, and then Nate was still pissed off about it. But like, that is a, a perfect Chuck move. Like, he gets everything he wants. Yeah, I agree yeah. with Chuck. Yeah, Nate, Nate, not so much. Uh, Nate, best friends with Dan now. Apparently, yeah, he uh, took offense to it. It was funny I that think- he took such offense to it because like you just were friends. You became friends with him like an hour ago. It feels like Chuck went out of his way to not fuck over right. Nate and then still lost Nate in the process. Right, and then earlier in the episode, like, <laughs> Nate didn't like Dan. Like, it was very, very recently that he did not like Dan. So, like, you, it would have been, like, a, a win-win for, for Nate, you would think. Yeah, I, I would have been just as confused as Chuck. We're like, what, since when do you care yeah. about Dan? What, who cares? But uh, more on that later. We're, we're back, to, back to the probator, as they call it, at the dinner party. And, you know, for some reason, everyone's, you know, they have to write their answers on the piece of paper instead of just saying it when it's their turn. I guess it's so people, like, don't cheat or whatever. But uh, it's Serena's turn, and her answer all of a sudden is Pete Fairman. And I forgot I forgot, I forgot like, too. I knew that Blair changed the I knew 
no, I mean, I, um, you, did you did you forget oh, you who forgot Pete Fairman was? What happened like, here? No, I, yeah, I, I was gonna say I forgot that this I happened. I forgot who I was it was. Well, you haven't seen it yet, so I know you you definitely forgot it. <laughs> no, like I knew that Blair changed the answer, and like I was ready to stand the great move from her. But uh, bringing up the the late not so great Pete Fairman was a pretty <laughs> low blow from her. But but okay. I will say. Blair's face when it happens is so funny. I don't know if you no, felt, I didn't. Like, I was I was more looking at Serena. Yeah, because Serena looks horrified, but Blair just has a face where she's just like looking around, like, "Oh, who's Pete Fairman? What's going on here?" Like, <laughs> Interesting. This is so, so what a funny. weird person to choose. <laughs> yeah, she, she's like, "Oh, do tell us, Serena, who is Pete <laughs> Fairman?" Like, it is the funny. It is so, so funny. The thing is. I think Pete Fairman's a better answer for Serena than George Sand because, uh, like Brenda yeah. said, yeah. she could have really spun that. Says George Sand, why? Serena says, uh, because it was Blair's answer, and I wanted to steal yeah. it from her. Right. Like, there's uh, nothing because there. Because she was a she was a hot girl named George who wore <laughs> That would be good if she said that. <laughs> okay, I okay, like that. get out of my house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she has like a very compelling story about like why she would want to have dinner with this person who she thinks she killed. Like, this is a great yeah. answer, Blair. Blair like, stand uh, out too. really kind of could have sabotaged herself here. But um, yeah, Serena, I guess we can't blame her too much because she was not expecting this. But she starts stuttering and Blair uh, jumps in and just says, you know, he's the man she killed. No shame. Uh, <laughs> Ray out of context. Blair, Blair had a cheat. Blair had a chance to like turn this around for herself when she was at the dinner party, but instead she decides to go down in flames and take Serena with her, which honestly, you know, if she doesn't think she can end up winning, it is the next best strategy to just take Serena down with her. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't love this um, this for Blair. Like I I feel like she could do better than this because like the the move itself of blindsiding Serena was good, but then jumping in and being obnoxious, I don't think was helping her. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that, like yeah, she definitely does not have to have to do this. Like she is sabotaging her own chances by by acting a yeah. fool here. But uh, Serena wants to talk to her outside, but and she's like, <laughs> Serena's like literally dragging Blair outside, and Blair starts yelling her. She's she starts yelling. She's like, my answer was going to be George Sand. I love her, <laughs> idolize her, worship. Like any scene, any scene where Leighton Meester has to maniacally yell her lines is always going to be a home run from me. <laughs> It was very good. Not, not so great for, for Blair herself, but great for me. But the performance from Leighton Meester is phenomenal. And Blair and Serena outside. Uh, here we go. They're yelling at each other now. Both claim that the other crossed the line. And they, I mean, they, I guess they both did cross a line at some point. So Blair throws something at Serena. I did not catch what it was. Was it just, like it was her, just her bag? bag or yeah. what, what did she throw yeah. at Serena? It was her bag? Okay. So uh, Blair lets her know that uh, Serena's not Yale material. She's only here because she's on page six and Yale, you know, needs to start accepting some cooler, high-profile people to fit in with their new image, uh, which, you know, kind of true. But Serena responds by pushing Blair, and now they're going to start to go at it. You know, uh, they fight a lot, but I believe this is the first time we're seeing them physically fight each other since uh, the field hockey mishap oh, yeah. back, in, back in season one. Um, I love it. I Long time coming. So a lot of tension building this. up between them, so. <laughs> this was your no, this was I your fl- horny flagged it up earlier. This was not it. Don't forget. Uh, oh. We're okay. getting there. Man, I Oh God, left waiting. Still haven't gotten the horny the horny moment of the episode or the joke of the episode, really. Uh, you know what what I'm trying to do, like I, I don't here. know if you don't follow the stats of this of this show, Gagan, but I'm trying to keep the uh, episode retention at like a, a full two hours where usually there's like a drop off at the two minute mark. So I'm trying to keep people here the entire time. all right that's good that's good i like it Um, so they're 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 just like hitting each other and bopping each other on the head and throwing things and kicking very ridiculous very fun um and then we 
go back to the Rufus storyline where she, uh, her, him and Jenny pay Lily a visit here, and Rufus doesn't realize this is where Lily lives. Like this seems hard to believe. Yeah, haven't you? Like, <laughs> well, I guess they didn't fuck here, but he has to. Has he not been to Lily's? Yeah, house did, did, I thought maybe they just moved well, to somewhere nicer because it looks nicer than I've seen. Isn't? I don't know. Isn't this That's, like? I'm assuming, right? Because it's always been that like Chuck also lives in the same hotel yeah. that yeah. Lily lives in. I mean, he just in. hasn't been to so the So wouldn't this just be residence? the penthouse of the hotel? And wouldn't you yeah. assume that <laughs> the Basses live in the penthouse of the hotel? Yeah, it's really weird that Rufus <laughs> does not understand. And then he does like the move where he just grabs the mail of who he thinks is a stranger to look to see who it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, man... It, doesn't know where he is, but he walks in like he owns the place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Lily's there, and she is uh, wearing the dress that was made for Serena. But this is her whole big plot point here where she wears this dress and looks great in it. And, uh, you know, she and Rufus both seem kind of flustered upon seeing each other here. And Jenny's plan, I guess, get Rufus hot and bothered through Lily and then manipulate him at that point. Like, And you know who else was hot and bothered genius. in this <laughs> Oh, this it was, your was me. Moment. I was <laughs> hornier than I've ever been in my entire life. <laughs> I oh I was God. red in the face. I was so I was flushed. I was so. And I, I love I love Lily. I, I had loved her before this, but I understand why Rufus cannot get over her after thirty years. Now I I can't get over her myself. Oh my God! That's why we <laughs> delayed the podcast recording. <laughs> 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 I business to attend to. This dress was incredible. Like a lot of this fashion is so outdated in the show because it's it's not that we are like up to date <laughs> fashion wise, but like some of it looks just very funny. But this dress just like floored me. And I I will tell you, someone else really loved Lily's dress, and it was our uh, user review of oh, the week. Boy, I can't can't wait. wait to get into that one. I, <laughs> oh boy! I will tell you that Raven Glam DVD collector is taking over as my favorite reviewer over yeah. Martha Wilcox. <laughs> well, they have gotten oh, some great ones. I'm in glad I made lately. I'm glad Martha I made that Wilcox. account right before the the episode. Yeah, we'll get into it. Martha Wilcox <laughs> has been uh, not not struggling, but uh, definitely yeah, slacking, definitely slacking a little bit. So, yeah. Um, wow, Raven so, the Serena to Martha's Blair. <laughs> <laughs> so upsetting. <laughs> I would love to see some kind of like uh, fight between them in the, in the comments <laughs> on IMDb at some point. <laughs> um, so Jenny's going to head upstairs, uh, give Rufus and Lily some alone time. Uh, Lily says, you know, the house is quiet. Bard's out of town again. Chuck and Serena are at Yale. Eric has a new friend, what, whatever that means, I guess. Yeah, what the hell? He has I a new friend, so he's like, just never home anymore. I don't know. It sounded almost like... And Eric has a new friend. I, this is 2008 on the CW. We can only allude to gay That's what I thought, too. Like, I thought we addressed this. Like, uh, why can't she talk about this? We've hit our quota yeah. for the season. It's I guess, yeah. yeah. We like, have our gay representation. Don't get too greedy, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, Jenny's big hell Mary was to have Lily tell Rufus that uh, you know he's so lucky to have a daughter with a gift, and to like she also brings up Rufus's old gift as everyone loves doing. And <laughs> old uh, gift, not current. It's gift. literally, literally, yeah, exactly. And this is something that literally everyone keeps telling Rufus. Like you're, they're not saying like, you know, Jenny just let her follow her dreams. They're saying like Jenny has a gift. She is a genius. She is 15 years old and is already like the best fashion designer in the right. city. Somehow. And also, all these um, like people that are somewhat related to the industry and just have a shit ton of money and like fashion like thrives with money. So let, let these people that are, have a lot of influence yeah. tell you what to let her do. 
They're like, we'll, we'll take care of Jenny, babe. Don't worry. Don't yeah, worry babe. about Jenny. We, we, we've got her from here. <laughs> Genius move from Jenny, like having him hear it from Lily, who is obviously like, obviously he's still in love with. I don't know how if Jenny somehow knew she'd be right. wearing this uh, dress like, oh, Jenny, as well. You can make like, her look this hot. Question, All right, you can do it. <laughs> the question is was Lillian on it did like Jenny call uh, Lillian was like alright Lily plan C is in action Vanessa was a flop we have to we have to, <laughs> we have to do something it else like, I did think she was... always knew Vanessa was gonna flop so this was <laughs> the plan all along <laughs> this was actually <laughs> I just wanna know if Lily was in on it or if this was just like a, Lily just sees Rufus and like just is able to like seamlessly fall into this role either way it works and rufus can't even leave before like telling lily she looks hot pretty much just like by the way you look great in any dress you're wearing yeah so, which, which was like a pretty lame compliment some... but like i guess is the best he could do yeah yeah still some sparks there bart's never home i'll just i mean listen and now now rufus knows where lily lives there's no stopping him. <laughs> <laughs> um so nate is now drunk alone at uh, the famous mike's bar and all the secret societers come in, you know, bragging about how they fucked up Nate. Like, or not fucked up Nate Archibald, but like tied him to the pole or whatever. And drunk Nate comes clean that he is actually Nate Archibald and says, I can't wait to come here next year and fuck all of you up. That could not have been an example. That is <laughs> I think it I was, in, actually. That is what I have in my notes. I can't wait to come here and fuck all of you up. I have it in it, not, not to peek behind the curtain and talk about what my notes look like, but I have it in quotation marks as, it, as if it is an actual <laughs> quote, but it cannot be because they would not have said that on and he goes actually why wait and he attacks them and like nate also flags up like i can't wait to come here next year now nate wants to go to yale like brendan do you think this is where the show is going that everyone just ends up going to yale for one reason or another Oh, without a doubt yeah it's like in boy Meets world where they all go to the same school yeah exactly the valedictorian topanga and the idiot someone who is five times as dumb as nate archibald <laughs> eric matthews go to the same yeah. school in fact, i think that's where they got the idea for this that for season three is probably from Boy Meets World. <laughs> yeah, they base it off Boy Meets World. Um, also, yeah, me and Mel were just talking about how uh, Gossip Girl just missed like Gilmore Girls, like to the point where they have no overlap. Where it starts the year that Gilmore like, Girls Rory's ended, and we were just graduating the when they're all going to Yale. Exactly, oh. all the potentials for uh, for a Gilmore Girl Gossip Girl uh, uh, like crossover episode because it what was the same network, right? Gilmore Girls was also uh, CW. I believe so. I'll take your word for it. Hey, you know, I I think everyone should. I, I'm not 100% <laughs> certain, but we been good. Like, we, we had some great ideas. Someone needs to write this fan fiction. Um, now, Gossip Girl, we were complaining about this. Uh, Gossip Girl, the show, the, the show that we yes. are all watching. We were complaining about them not properly utilizing their assets a few weeks ago. And, uh, you know, we were a little annoyed that Penn Badgley did not take his shirt off in the elevator scene. And they're, they're, So they... Have decided to make up, make that up to us by they're trying to win us back by having him stand outside just in his boxers here. So, um, and everyone's in on it because no one will untie him either. Like everyone is just passing by. Like, did everyone get the word that like this is Nate Archibald? Do not untie him. Yeah. Like, because no one will help him until Nate is able to find him and uh, goes to help him out. And Dan tells him he doesn't even know if he wants his help, which. It seems stupid because no one else will yeah. help him. And yeah. I, I was also going to say, like, why does Dan hate Nate so much? But I guess uh, we have the established reason why Dan yes. hates Nate here. Um, but <laughs> also, Nate, Nate, not smart enough to figure out the knots. So, <laughs> so Jordan has to drop by <laughs> and help out. <laughs> I do like Dan also says that he regrets his boxer choice, uh, which felt like they were pretty normal they boxers grow- yeah, as I opposed didn't to the same them. exact color. <laughs> the same exact color brown shirt, tie, and suit that he oh, was God, wearing yeah. all episode. Yeah. Seemed much worse in yeah, my I th- opinion. Yeah, I think just boxers yeah, are way know, better yeah. than that outfit. 
Um, I think the boxers themselves yeah, did, could have yeah. been a why little did, bit shorter yeah. and like tighter. I think they're a little bit like childish and like too too fluffy. I think it, it, it didn't make him agree. They could have yeah, been more revealing. More tight. More tight. <laughs> <laughs> I was just I was just happy we got the I know. Pen Badgley. I was a little bit disappointed because I had so, just read, like I told you recently. I watched uh, Easy A a few weeks ago, and he is so much oh, more yes. jacked in that movie. I guess he's just a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a little scrawny for me here. Yeah. Well, listen. We'll take what we can okay, get at this point. Um, well, it'll be nice to watch him grow this, as I grow along with yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Blair and Serena after the fight now. Serena once again says, you know, oh, I can't do this anymore, you know. So Serena wanted this life back, though. Like, she reclaimed the throne. Now now she's, like, sick of fighting Blair after two weeks. Like, this is this is the life she signed up for. So uh, Blair is also always sick of uh, being the Darth Vader to Serena's Sunshine Barbie, two, two characters that are always being name-dropped <laughs> together. And uh, Serena actually, you know, heartbreakingly suggests not being friends anymore and says that uh, they were probably going to grow apart in college anyway. And this is so sad to hear. Yeah, but, but uh, you can tell at this point Blair they're just saying things to get each other upset. Yeah, yeah, uh, and th- yeah. It seems like they don't even like want to say it, but just feels like like what's, what's the, the next, next dig to give? Thing I can yeah, say? like yeah. They're just so sad at this point. And, like, Blair says it's fine by her, but in my opinion, it clearly isn't fine by her, and nor is it really fine by Serena. No. Actually, clearly not fine for either of them. But they're just gonna continue this charade for now. That th- it's fine with them. And uh, like I said earlier, the ba- this is when uh, Gossip Girl chimes in and says that this uh, the battle's so dead even this week that she can't even you know determine a, a-, a victory here. It seems like a draw at this point um okay breakfast time at the loft what the fuck is vanessa doing here first thing in the morning like i I know we get an answer to this but vanessa is not part of this family she does not live here yet she is always the first person eating rufus's waffles in the morning (laughs) does he make waffles for every single meal it's not it's not just a weekend thing it's uh, every single day he should be diabetic the, like, like I said on this, <laughs> like I've said on this podcast, the waffle is to uh, Rufus as, um, as the uh, the bagel is to Sandy Cohen from the OC, which you do not understand. No, but I guess I could assume he likes bagels. Okay. Yeah. Ba- wow. <laughs> a lot of bagels before school and on the OC. That makes more. I think that's that makes more sense than waffles every day, though. Bagels are more a more sustainable Listen, like everyday I, meal. Rufus knows how to make one thing, and it's waffles. And uh, Va- Vanessa <laughs> also like they. Vanessa and Rufus kind of seem like like a married couple in this in this scene. Like Vanessa literally sits Jenny down as if she's her mother and is like, "Oh, don't worry, sweet. Oh, don't worry, sweetie. It's nothing bad. You're not in trouble." Like, yeah, she really has filled in that role <laughs> since their mom left. <laughs> Rufus has uh, finally realized that he and Jenny don't actually need to hate each other, and he actually asks Vanessa to bring over all of her homeschooling, um, which she did, yeah. I guess. Like. You know, how hard was that? Literally, what Jenny suggested in the beginning of the episode. All, all he had to do was compromise, and he took took Lily to talk him into it, but we finally got there. And our girl Jenny is so excited here. She hugs her dad and screams, and uh, Rufus says they can reassess at Christmas, so good for Jenny here. E- even Vanessa's uh, cheering her yeah. on. Here. And I, I do understand that, like, he needed to see this through for sure. He, he, it's just a weird thing to do when you your daughter's going to this private school that's supposed to really get her a great education. It's probably just tough to let go of when you've worked hard to... Get her there, and for her to throw it all away seems like a bit much, but it just needs to be thrown in your face that this can work, and he's seeing that now. They'll reassess at Christmas. Yeah, of course. Shall see. Is this how homeschooling works? Can Vanessa just, like, give Jenny her books, and now Jenny is using them to get homeschooled? Like, I I don't understand who is homeschooling these people. Just books? (laughs) Homeschoolers are like Jehovah's Witnesses, where they recruit other people (laughs) to be homeschooled as well. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
<laughs> Jenny now has to get three more people to <laughs> be <honest. laughs> This was all a plot. We're going to get a, a huge extreme ways drop where this was Vanessa's plan from the beginning just to get Jenny to be homeschooled. She's the big bad of the series. I, I, I don't think she will be homeschooled for the remainder of the series. I feel like she's got to go back to school because I was really enjoying I mean, I, I like this for her and I'm, I'm enjoying this part of the plot. But She needs to reclaim exactly. her throne. I, mean, I, I think she needs to come back and do that for her junior year if she doesn't come back for her but, sophomore year. Where is next the- in line? The plot line of sitting home alone is it interesting? Right. Well, I guess they could do a lot of work <laughs> based comedy with her. I don't know. <laughs> the B plot every week will be Jenny reading a textbook. <laughs> but yeah, Jenny. I mean, we saw in this very episode, Jenny still has some tricks up her sleeve. She needs to get back into the school and and take down all these. Yeah, because otherwise, it's just her and a bunch of old ladies. Um, Exactly. Um, so the next day here, uh, Serena and Blair, still not sure where they slept, but that is besides the point. Blair has the fun hat on that uh, Brendan you, you liked. And, it looks like, like, a, uh, like a, Sir- a weird a horse riding helmet. Yeah, kind right? of. Uh, Serena actually uh, is about to tell the dean that Yale is Blair's dream and she deserves it more than Serena and I can't believe this, but Blair was actually there to do the same thing, apparently, which is surprising from Blair and also but not even true. Funny if she meant, like, I was about to do the same thing. I was about to tell them that I deserve it more than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was going to say, I, in fact, don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, also, it didn't have to be, like, one or the other. Like, I guess I know it was painted that uh, Serena gets, like, early admission at the expense of Blair, but, you know didn't have to be a competition they both could have gotten into uh yale here but I- i'm glad they're both uh you know being selfless besties here and are gonna try to give up their spot for the other person and you know serena's gonna bring up the first time they came here when they were nine and and blair tackled senator schumer's daughter uh good for blair i bet i bet she deserved it i don't know <laughs> what was she she was wearing a harvard yes, sweatshirt? yes. How, how dare she um <laughs> blair doesn't want to not know serena she can't not know her, in fact, as mm. she says. And, you know, Serena says that, you know, she thinks she w- they were just scared of not being friends in college, and that's why they fought. And just like that, they become friends again. Sometimes it's as easy as that. You just need that one fight. And that and one night sleep, yeah. Up. And s- listen, Serena takes Blair's hand, tells her to oh. wait for her, and they can ride home together as Blair looks lovingly into her eyes and just says, okay. It's a beautiful, it beautiful. scene. Um, speaking of love interests, the new thruple of... Uh, Real Dan, fake Dan, and older college student have uh, they've <laughs> somehow gotten uh, Jordan to agree to get Dan a recommendation. And you know, Dan and Nate also have their nice little bro moment after Jordan leaves, where Dan is like, "Oh, you were better at being me than I am. Can I uh, steal that little thousand yard squint that you do?" And they're like, "They they became in, in that moment they became friends." Nothing, yeah, nothing bonds people quicker than having to untie someone uh, in their underwear. Apparently, I guess I wonder if they have. It a little does bit seem of like a bonding moment. Yeah. We didn't see what happened Wouldn't after he got untied. Maybe they took turns and he tied Nate up. <laughs> where did they sleep? Yeah. Where did they sleep? And where were? Where, did Dan get his clothes back? Inquiring minds want. I don't know. Maybe that, should, that scene should have been with <laughs> Dan still with no shirt on. Yeah, <laughs> he just has to do the rest of the trip with no clothes. On. <laughs> Uh, so Chuck gets confronted by this society, and I've, I've forgotten about this society at this point, and they, they try to threaten him, but Chuck has come prepared. He tells them, 
Uh, he's not coming here in the fall. So Chuck seems to be the only person who doesn't have plans to come to Yale. Uh, and he also took incriminating photos of them with the, the girls at the party. So he's got evidence and everything. Uh, so now he owns them. So again, another win for Chuck here. He won everything except for the big loss of Nate because Nate knows what Chuck did to poor Dan. And Nate all of a sudden is pissed at Chuck for, you know, sending those goons after his new bestie, Dan. As we mentioned, Chuck is confused about why Nate cares uh, because he says Humphrey is less than nothing. Clearly, he is still very bitter about the events of uh, last week and how Dan, like, uh, really, you know, fucked him over with that story he was going to write about him. And that's when Nate gets our, our favorite line reading of, well, I actually think he's pretty cool. <laughs> like, yeah, Nate, you, t- you, oh, you oh, tell Nate him, buddy. Nate thinks he's cool. He must be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nate's standing up for someone. Always, always yeah. a blast. Hey, but you have to expect <laughs> Chuck's still pissed here. Like, again, like we said last week, the first time he ever was opened up to somebody, and then it turns out it's uh, for malicious yeah, intents. Absolutely. Um, It'll take some time for him to warm up to Dan. I, I think he will. I, th- I think they'll all end up being best friends. All right. I love the prediction. Nate actually uh, turns down Chuck's ride, says he's going to take the train home. And, you know, as one friendship gets back on track with Serena and Blair, another one crumbles in uh, Chuck and Nate here. So you hate to see it. I wish everyone could just be happy, but then we wouldn't have a show. So Blair and Serena. Blair, uh, they seem to be accepting that they won't get into Yale now, probably. As Serena gets a call, of course the Dean still wants Serena to come to Yale, even after what happened. And, you know, good friend Serena asks, what about Blair? Which, you know, very, very surprising. But Blair will, I mean, I guess not surprising at this point. But also, I've never gotten, like, uh, accepted somewhere and then asked uh, if someone else could come along, too. Like, a power move by Serena, who, you know, she is discovering (laughs) her powers and she she knows that she can use can. Well, I guess just like in High School Musical 2, when Troy says, uh, how about all my friends? Can they all work here, too? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Troy really pulled the power move there where he got everyone a job. (laughs) Blair will not be getting early admission. uh, And the dean wants to issue a press release about Serena visiting the campus, which, you know, seems to prove what Blair had been saying, that they just wanted Serena for her clout, pretty much. But uh, Serena says, you know... She she's won't accept now. And, uh, you know, Blair has matured so much in the last day that she tells Serena not to turn it down. Like she says, no, you, you have to you have to take their offer or whatever. And I, I'm uh, I'm surprised Serena with her newfound power didn't say, like, you can issue the press release if you also put Blair like on the uh, right. You know, early. It admission seems they, they but, want her at all costs. It, yeah, it feels like she has that power. But instead, she says, you know, they'll find a way to share Yale together. And that hugs Blair, you know, again, pretty beautiful. But I think we have found the way for them. Just, you know, bribe them. Just be like, you know, do any press release you want, but Blair's coming along. And then I think everyone gets a happy ending. But yeah. I guess that it, that's not the route they want to go. Um, little little montage to wrap everything up. Uh, Lily's happy. Jenny's happy. Dan and Nate are happy and bros. Chuck, only one who's sad here with no friends. Poor guy. Uh, and as i as i mentioned dan currently winning the friend off here as he just stole chuck's you know only real yeah. friend so chuck now has i guess you can count vanessa still as a friend so he's got two <laughs> friends to chuck's zero wow okay but would you say the person that is hanging out with nate and vanessa is the winner or the person that is not <laughs> hanging out with nate and vanessa yeah. dan's got a net negative here like dan's at right. negative two to chuck zero so chuck, chuck actually has but like we said last week dan also does have like a family where chuck has nobody yeah, yeah. Chuck, well, I mean, rub Chuck that really in has too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, that is the episode. Oh, Blair's a little sad as she doesn't know what will happen with Yale, but she, you know, takes the ride back with Serena. And this is where I usually ask you for some predictions, but there's not really a ton yeah. of. Predictions oh, you know what I should do before we go? I, I feel like... I, I'll quickly say my joke of the episode. I forgot to throw in there. Oh yes, what was it? Was, it? Come um, on. After they were done fighting, and um, 
I forget what leads her to say this, but it's Blair goes, I had you pinned with that chicken wing. Don't try and deny it. <laughs> I forget what, what prompted her to say that, but I just remember that being very funny. Because it was not yes. what Serena was talking about at all. But she, she's like, no, 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 not that. <laughs> um, so yeah, this this episode kind of did more wrapping up of plot lines and like setting up plot lines. But I guess, um, predict how many characters will end up going to Yale, Brendan. Um, I'm going to say every main character that we have. Okay, so no, all five maybe, honestly, maybe on... even Vanessa, because she is trying to go to school, uh, just not high school. Yeah, yeah. All so all five plus that were on the trip today, plus maybe even Vanessa. Yes. Do you think we ever see uh, Nate's girl Jordan again, or is this just a one-time thing? Oh, uh, that's her? it for her. She's out. Uh, I'll confirm it. I do, un- unless I am forgetting an arc, uh, uh, an upcoming arc with a uh, college girl Jordan. Yeah, I, I, I could imagine the her, them like her. saving this actress for when they do go to school in season three. To be like, oh, she's back. Right. You guys wanted right. it. She's back. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, who who knows? Who knows what they're yeah. capable of? Um, let's get into some segments as we are once again nearing the two hour mark. Although at at least we haven't passed the two hour mark. As, <laughs> we're getting there. We're not past. What yeah. happened last week at this point? Yeah. Um, <laughs> user review of the week. As I mentioned, we do have a good one here. This one, I was, I was laughing while reading it. So not, not to Let's hype it up it. so much, but uh, eight out of 10 Raven glam DVD collector is back uh, titled the, uh, the review, another message for Taylor Momsen. <laughs> and he, he starts, He's also giving him. He's also referring to himself as the Raven <laughs> in third person. Okay. So, so hold on. Yeah, the Raven would just like to point out that the dress they made you wear. Uh, this is to Taylor Momsen at this yes. point. So that the dress they made you wear had a bad cut for your particular oh. shape. Since it looks dowdy, hand me down, and not flattering at all. Sure, you looked great in it because you yourself look great. The dress, bah. <laughs> Viewers cheering, <laughs> viewers oh. cheering for Serena. <laughs> viewers cheering for Serena in the cat fight should please remember that Blake Lively is t- twice the size of Leighton Meester. <laughs> okay, now I am exaggerating. <laughs> okay, now I am exaggerating. <laughs> but nevertheless, they're pretty unevenly matched when it comes to a showdown. Leighton wouldn't stand a chance. At least someone got a beautiful dress. Fans of Kelly Rutherford have plenty to, s- to still ooh and ah about. But if you haven't yet, you should see her in Melrose Place. Her first appearance jogging on the beach. Those were the days. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I don't think we're, I, we're not done. That hat Blair wore. I'm pretty sure it was inspired by that thing Stacy Dash has on her head in Clueless. Kind of like a California Highway policeman. Talking about Blair as a total... As a total Johnny come lately, I only this week saw Leighton Meester in the second episode of Entourage, and really, wow, the word angelic comes to mind, and that's another viewing experience the Raven crows about, <laughs> would advise. Oh. The Raven crows about. <laughs> and then, finally, wraps it up with, pretty actresses. I hate your stupid headband. They're thoroughly entertaining. I love the show. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Uh, that was the a Raven really approves. good review. Raven DVD collector, we would love to have wow. you on the podcast. Love to have you. <laughs> Listen, Raven was reviewing these back in October 2020, so he's watched Currently, these pretty recently. Yeah. Anyone that refers <laughs> to themselves in the third person, gotta love it. <laughs> the, another viewing experience, the Raven crows. About I would be advice. curious to hear if the Raven has ever mentioned one of the men on the cast in any of their reviews. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be on the lookout for that. <laughs> seems very uh, woman. Seems very woman focused. A paragraph about each of the female characters. Beautiful actresses. I hate your headbands. <laughs> <laughs> so good. All right, 
Brandon, next week the episode is called Chuck in Real Life. Do you have any predictions based on the title? I don't know. I, I hope we get uh, a Chuck Solo episode. Well, Almost, uh, the little blurb. This doesn't spoil too much, but we will. it says, To get revenge, Blair convinces Chuck to seduce Vanessa. Whoa, I'm excited for that. Oh, that sounds yeah. great. All right, let's get into some episode grades. I went first last week, of course. So, Brendan, you cannot wow, copy me this time. week, and you will have to go first. You will have to go first this week. What is the episode All right. grade? Um, we've been on a hot streak lately. Uh, I think I think we well, did. Yeah, we both have three A's in a row. You had three A's in a row. I, I have, have three A's, A's in a row. You're on two. Not to spoil uh, Scally, which these episodes have not yeah. come out yet. But oh, lucky yeah, him! I, I've given three mm. A's in a row, and Brendan has. I know Scally is the most uh, spoiler averse person I know. So this was <laughs> t- tough for ruining Scally's next. Yet again, spoiling me on Gossip Girl content, Maddie G. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> honest mistake. Honest mistake. Um, but yeah, sa- safe to say that this is uh, we're still on that hot streak. I don't know if we're as hot in this one because the episode itself just had a little bit of a slow start. And like you said, I, I love episodes that kind of leave us on cliffhangers, and this episode in particular kind of wrapped everything up, which is good. Like, you want things to be wrapped up at the end of an episode, but you also like things to be a little bit open-ended so that, like, I, I think this show is at its best when it, it, like, drops something crazy at the very end, and we didn't get any of that. I killed someone. Yeah, yeah like, um. that's, I want that every episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> you want yeah, someone to kill someone every episode? Great. Different murder. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just not a lot of laughs, like we said. Um the chicken wing line was the one good one. We had a couple good physical bits here. Um, Lily's dress did bring it up like a letter grade for me, though. So I'll, I'll give this one a B plus. Okay, pretty good. Um, Scally, would you like to go next or would you uh, like to go third? Oh, I can go next. Um, go I like this episode as evidenced by the fact that I chose to come guest on it. Um, but for me, it is one of the standouts of season two for me. Uh, not only was it one of the earliest ones I could uh, claim, but also right. very much did enjoy. So I am ultimately going to go with uh, very close, but I'm going to go give it an A minus. All right. All right. An A minus from Scally and... I am going to be in the hand-holding club with one of you. We're, we're all ballpark buds here. But uh, I think if this episode was just the Blair Serena storyline, this is like another easy A for me. Not to shout out Ben Badgley's other project. <laughs> but uh, that's, that, story, that story is perfect to me. No notes. Uh, but the other three stories are all lacking. The, the Jenny one, the, the Chuck one. Like I, I'm happy where the Jenny plot ended up, but it was pretty bland. Chuck plot, pointless. Nate plot, stupid. Uh, they don't really weigh the episode down too much though so i'm wavering between a b plus and an a minus and i think the main storyline is so good and if it's close i usually round up anyway so i'll, I'll go a minus the, the run of really good episodes continues i've now broken the streak of a's but an a minus is uh nothing, nothing to sneeze at no, nothing to sneeze boy. at here so hey that's what i said um so let's talk about the mvps brendan who was your mvp of the episode mvp for no reason other than the dress goes to lily <laughs> <laughs> thought you might be going. Thought you might be oh, going yeah. there. <laughs> all right, and and that's the only. That's reason, all you right? need to know. Lily's in like two scenes in the whole thing, but that's yeah, that's all you need. Um, all right, Scally, who is your MVP? All right. Someone who, uh, you know, not the A storyline. I think I enjoyed it a little more than you. Um, I'm going to be a Chuck boy and give it to Chuck here. Oh, I like that, too. I like that. <laughs> Listen, Chuck I feel has like... also been on a roll with getting MVPs this season. So he's I not the first he's season so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's coming under- out hot. Really? Well, love oh, to yeah. hear it. I mean, if personally. you're going to come on as a Chuck boy, <laughs> you got to shoot your shot and give him the MVP while you're here. 
That's true. true. That's true. Yeah, I I understand the argument that he lost his friend, but like I said, it's Nate, and otherwise, <laughs> like he <laughs> has the skull and bones, like right where he wants oh, them. Yeah. Everything else, he gets revenge on Dan this episode. I feel like he ultimately comes around uh, almost the happiest here. Yeah, yeah, he definitely does have some wins. Probably a net pot. He's going to get the best here, game so. in this episode, I'd say. Yeah. Um. Listen, my MVP has to either go to. Blair and Serena, who were the MVPs of the episode, almost co-MVPs, but, uh, you know, it feels like this podcast was uh, was pretty pro-Serena this episode, so I'm going to do the controversial thing and, and give Blair the MVP here. Haven't uh, haven't given her an MVP in season two yet, and, okay. uh, you know, she, she had the low blow of bringing up Pete Fairman, and she is pathetic at certain points in the episodes, and, you know, also she doesn't technically win a spot at Yale by the end of the episode, but, but... She does, you know, a lot of maturing in a very short time in this episode, and she does do some decent scheming, you know. She uh, gets her way into the dinner party. She also gets her best friend back at the end of the episode, and she is a relatable queen all episode, and Leighton Meester gives another hilarious performance, so I am giving Blair an MVP. That's fair. Um, I'd say everything you said about her right there was exactly what Serena did also, but Serena was not nearly as funny. That's true. That's true. I mean, Leighton Meester was giving us the laughs. This oh yeah, episode. she was. Yeah, Serena was giving all the characters the laughs, but not us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She was telling her delightful stories about being in fashion shows for <laughs> yes. fun. Um, all right, Brendan, who's the LVP? LVP. I usually don't do this. Um, no, you do. You've done an LVP every week. Oh, all right. <laughs> I, I thought it was my first time, but um, I, I will give this to a side character. I don't. I don't. I think I've ever done on the show. I'm gonna give it to that stupid Dean because I just hate his stupid jowls. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> I what an uh, asshole! Actually, I'm not, not a fan. Dean, um, be- Dean Baruby, yeah. Or Dean Baruby. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, just not uh, a fan. Uh, very right? manipulative. Very power hungry. I guess he's, he's just an old crotchety man. I'm not a fan of. And everybody I, else was pretty even enough. keel. I, I, nobody had like a bad bad episode as far as main characters go. So, Dean Baruby, you're on the board, Brendan. I- I'm not arguing. You don't have to keep defending yourself. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scally, who's your LVP of the Ooh, episode? Might also be controversial. See, I'm going of who had who was the biggest loser this episode. It's tough, and right? uh, I don't think you're gonna like it. But she's out one Yale admission, it seems, Whoa! and two porcelain cats. Uh, <laughs> oh. I'm gonna give it to Blair. Wow, <laughs> unbelievable! Canceling, Canceling out my Blair MVP. <laughs> unbelievable. Scally oh. comes on here and just chaos wow (laughs) you know i just feel like ultimately where it's the line of there's nothing worth knowing about me besides what's in that packet is just so (laughs) pathetic (laughs) like that alone can get an lvp (laughs) so but but the packet is very thick like yeah that is fair that is fair (laughs) like she is funny this episode but like undeniably (laughs) comes out way worse than she started fair enough She's one Serena richer than when she started the beginning of the episode. And that's probably the only prize she cares about in the grand grand scheme. Um, All right. My LVP, I would like to give an LVP to your boy, Brendan Rufus. Yes, he ultimately comes through at the end, but I. I He's still very annoying. Kind of like. It still kind of like cheating because this is just like I've been wanting to give him an LVP for a while and haven't had the chance, and he still annoyed me annoyed me enough this episode, so I'm gonna do it here. Like he's still 
a little bit of a jerk to his daughter in the beginning of the episode and like tries to get her fired from her job. Like, don't forget about that, that she, the job that she loves and excels at. And even though he comes around, like the only reason he ends up changing his mind is because the girl he has the hots for tells him to. So, uh, I think Jenny like gets more credit for that than Rufus anyway. So I'm kind of, that's good. No, if if I didn't do Dean Baruby, I would have also done, uh, Rufus. All right, good. Speaking of Dean Baruby, let's get into some Lonely Boys Theater starring Dean Baruby, Blair, and Serena. We will be doing the scene uh, right after it gets revealed that uh, Blair has put Pete Fairman's name into the big magic bowl of uh, dinner guests. So I will pull up my script. Um, So I am usually Blair. Uh, Brendan is usually Serena, which means Scally, you can be the dean if you want. Unless I, you want, I was to actually going to ask to do role. the dean this episode. No. Oh, okay. see, I was going to say playing old and unlikable would be a challenge against type for me. So <laughs> there you go, fair. and that's spot on for me. Writing Sc- character. Scally, by far the youngest guest we've had on the podcast. So far. really, that is true. I, I, I don't know his age. I was going to guess yeah. like um, voice sounds like a thirty-year-old. No, I think he's turning. Uh, 2022 tomorrow oh a little old but sure (laughs) (laughs) i'm always over i'm always over here um all right so brendan you actually want to be the dean oh yes all right so scally are you ready to be serena oh i think i can do it very confident exuding confidence (laughs) all right you're gonna you're gonna start us off with this scene all right and i believe we are starting with um i cannot believe you did this why? It's not like you don't deserve it. Miss Vanderwater, would you like to explain? <laughs> no, no, of course, Dean Baruby. Peter Fairman was a man that I knew. Man slash dealer. Mrs. Waldorf, let us speak. Uh, yeah, he died almost two years ago when I was with him. Uh, what happened was a tragedy, and I'm filled with regret over it. But I was not responsible. Were you responsible for the sex tape? Blair! It wasn't very sexy, if you ask me. Blair, that's enough. Let go. Dean Baruby, uh, do you mind if we um sort this out privately, please? Oh, yes, yes. Take all the times you need. <laughs> Thanks, Dean Baruby. Oh, you're welcome, sweetie do- pie. Oh. I'll take another what, kiss what later. All horned up this episode. <laughs> that was Dean Baruby. It's not me. <laughs> Everyone is still still giving us a standing ovation. Uh, love the stage notes again. Of Blair starts chuckling as she taunts Serena. Uh, <laughs> Very specific. IMDb has some good st- stage notes here. Um, so, all right, that is some Lonely Boys theater. So we have nothing else to do except for some plugs. Uh, Scally, you are a guest once again. Thank you very much for coming on. A delight, as always, to speak to you. Uh, do you have anything that you would like to plug at this hour? Uh, well, I first would like to thank you for having me on. Yes. I was starting to think you were delaying it. We were. You did a season in review and Sister of the Traveling Pants <laughs> podcast. But no, I'm glad to finally be here. Um, it was a delight I, to have you. What have I... Oh, thank you. Um, what have I done recently? Um, I have done BoJack Horsepod uh, just recently. Uh, people can check that out if they want. Usually covering uh, Love Island over on the RHAP uh, wrap-ups and the challenge over on the Dom and Colin podcast feed uh, with Matt Ligori. So if you like either of those shows, you can check those out. But otherwise, uh, anything I'm doing will be on Twitter at Brian underscore Scally. Very nice. A, a lovely a lovely follow, as many people love love to say. You're very, you're very popular in the Twitter streets, Scally. 
That's eh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brendan, plug your podcast. All right. And, and such. Listen to the Happy Boys. We, at this point, just had an incredible month of March. Listen to Gig and Appear on that month of Malt Madness, where we review. We don't review. We have 32 beers up against each other uh, that are in a mall, uh, March Madness style bracket. Gagan shows up on that a couple times. You'll you'll have a good five hours of Gagan content within that month alone. So check that out. And I think the following week after that month is over, the great Lita Brillman will be up on that on that episode. So check that out. Um, she reviews low calorie beers with us on the Happy Boys. Uh, follow us at the Happy Boys Pod and the Lonely Boys Pod. Both of those are on Instagram. Um, and email us for that show or for this show even at the happyboyspod at gmail.com. All right. As for me, I was also recently on Bojack Horse Pod, so check that out. Um, you know, for my money, the best Bojack Horseman podcast out there, so definitely a good idea to uh, check that shit to out. give that a listen, especially the episodes that we were on. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan at Ruppy Puppy. You can follow the Hoppy Boys at the Hoppy Boys Pod. Um, let's see. Of course, watch Sex Lives of College Girls. That's that's a given at this point. Uh, Brendan's still waiting for that. Um, yeah, but I'm catching up on yeah. After Party right now, so I'm one episode behind. What? How much? How much? Okay, I'm about to get up to the Tiffany Haddish here. episode. What do you think of the musical episode? Oh, it's incredible. I don't, I don't know what's my favorite yet, but I, lo- I did love that. I was, I was very excited. That was the one uh, genre I did know about going into it. I loved. I loved. I decided he's so he's Scally, amazing. Scally, have you watched uh, the after party yet? I have not. I feel like I am behind on way too many shows, unfortunately. Yeah, me too. So I'm. I'll just. I don't even know what other shows to plug. Just uh, listen to Avril Lavigne's new album. Very oh, that good. Fun. I've been listening to that. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think Charlie XCX will have a new album by the time this is released. So listen to that. I'm sure that's really good. Uh, I'll do both. That. I need new music, already- so I'll check both those out. There you go. I'm glad I. I'm glad I could, uh, you know, show show you to the light. Um, so that's that's all I've got to plug. Uh, you can you you can end listen, it. It's okay. The, the listeners. I know it's not two hours yet, or it's just on two hours, but you can just end I know, the I show. Wanted to, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to stall a little so that we could keep our streak of two hours. <laughs> Gotta right, hit now, it just to aggravate Matt. Now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that we have passed two hours, I can wrap up the show. Um, all right. So next week we will be recapping season two episode seven chuck in real life please join us next week Uh, i'm sure it'll be a lot of fun another great guest coming on next week should i spoil who it is no i will will leave everyone guessing so come back next week but until then you know you love us xoxo love me boys bye-bye Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.